0: It's showtime. And here we go.
1: Blackhawks and Hostile Tribe. Today is Wednesday, May 6th. Thanks for downloading, tuning in, and listening to the Puckin' Hostile Shoutcast number. And Pat's not here. So it is number 29, the Steve Passmore episode. Or uh, the honorable mention will go to Valerie Zelapukin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to do this one on my own. Usually that's Pat's uh, Pat's work of art. So, Gatekeeper here with uh not not with my partner in crime uh patrick stankis has the night off he's sick and uh, he had some other things he had to attend to but uh our newest addition to the puck and Hustler group uh the greater indianapolis mental health center escapee and twitter's troll Derek harms is here and he Hello, will be, how you doing <laughs> he will be joining us probably on most of our uh, future shoutcasts um Welcome to our lonely, desolate little uh, corner of the worldwide wine, where we have been affectionately anointed the meatballs of the hockey podcasting world, thanks to our iTunes reviewers. Uh, We (laughs) are also the self-proclaimed favorite podcast of Jake Prow, Zed the Brewer, BassFrog88, as well as Anonymous. And the people consist of the millions (laughs) of Puck and Hustle shoutcast fans all over these our interwebs. Tonight, we are also joined by Jim Cress, or Jim Cress Jr., as his Twitters is, uh, who is a Blackhawks and Cubs writer for, the, for cityonthetake.com. Uh, you can find him on the Twitters at Jim K-R-E-S-S Jr. And uh, he, he, he does a lot of Blackhawks writing, and he makes Blackhawks videos as well. We have a video star, Video Killed the Radio Star.
0: Uh, how you doing, Jim? Doing pretty good. Hey, no love for Brian Bickle on the number twenty nine episode. I know we we try to
1: keep it. <laughs> we try to not you know we try to keep it to like the most obscure of the uh, okay. Blackhawks former Blackhawks of the number. It, it's getting hard though because we're gonna get into
0: that until area. he
2: has twenty nine hits in one game. You know? <laughs>
0: Can I, yeah, no joke, can I please be on for the Marty Turco episode? <laughs> you know what? It could happen. It could happen. Yeah. That,
1: oh, that's going to be, a, that's going to definitely be a, a, a tight, uh, a tight one. I got see to see, because I never, I, let you, I usually let Pat pick it, and then uh, I don't even ask him until we actually get into it, so it's a surprise, it's as, it's as much of a surprise for me as it is for uh, everyone else, so... So yeah, we have uh, we've had a lot going on here. Um, <clears throat> seems like uh, everyone is sick. I was sick. Derek was sick. We were all sick. Pat's been sick for about I think he has, he's got the herpes or the AIDS or something. <laughs> but uh, or he's got the mumps from Corey Perry's, yeah, yeah, Corey Perry's hot tub.
2: Yeah, Corey Perry's hot tub. Can't wait to make those jokes next round.
1: Yeah, that's coming up. Uh, so there's there's that going on. Uh, that's why Pat's not here. He'll, we'll probably do maybe a short one next week because there should be a lot going on. Or, well, who knows?
0: There might not be if the Hawks uh, finish it tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, I, I was just gonna. I was just thinking that if uh, if the if the Hawks close it out and the Ducks close it out and uh, this Rangers and uh, Washington series goes long.
0: Well, it's 3-0 Caps now, so... It's it's 3-0 Tampa, too. Did anyone see what just happened in
1: that game? I thought it was 3-1 or 2-1.
0: No, Um, they were up 2-0, and then Tyler Johnson scored at the buzzer. Oh. Oh, yeah, Yeah, just like... uh, Nuts.
2: Because Netshoff did for the Caps the other day. It was, like, literally the exact same play.
1: Yeah, I thought the Rangers series was... I thought it was 2-1 or 3-1.
0: No, it's 3-0 Caps. Who did Tyler Johnson almost sign with?
2: Uh, oh God, Chicago man, God, you know. And then I think I'm like, you know, then Quenville probably wouldn't even have played him, and then he would have been traded to Florida, and it just it doesn't matter.
1: Well, based but, on the news yeah, that we got
2: nice Brandon Parry,
1: yeah. Well, based on the news we got in the last couple of weeks, looks like we're gonna have a, a lot more uh, smaller, faster players than the uh, Blackhawks organization. So. We'll get to that in a little bit. If
0: none of you have read my why the size in the NHL is overrated uh, post on City on the Take, go and check that out. I didn't
1: see it. I believe (laughs) I favored it. I may have even retweeted it. But, yeah, that's uh, for sure. There are are definitely too many people that are worried about size. It's just a matter of, you know, if they can take the hits or if they can take the bumping and grinding.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at Patrick Kane, uh, Marty St. Louis. They've all made – Pretty decent careers, I'd say, and they're like five, ten, and under.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I compared yeah. Uh, somewhere. I think I, I I put up a post this week uh, when I was comparing uh, the the Panarin and the Gustafson, uh signings, and I kind of compared current Blackhawks in the current sy- you know in the current Blackhawks system that were uh, comparable to Panarin, and uh, there was a, like a list of like eight different people. That uh, or in that same general size, and he, he's considered small. But you know, like yeah, I said, we'll get into that a little bit. But yeah,
2: if you play in a good system, it doesn't matter how big you are.
0: <laughs> exactly. but
2: it, it, because if it, you it, have if you have the puck, you can't you can't hit anybody anyway because you have the puck, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, yeah as I long mean, as you have I, a strong base and a strong core, and you can you can't get knocked off the puck too easy, or you can at least squirt by people. You're gonna be all I, right. I mean,
0: I, I don't mind size on your defense. You like to have those, you know, Seabrooks and Jalmerson. By the way, Johnson's six foot three. Does he play that low to the ground all the time that I didn't realize that? Uh I, he's six three.
2: Jesus he's Christ. six.
0: Yeah, when I was doing that um when I was doing that post, I was looking at all the heights of the Hawks players and I was like, Holy crap, Jalmerson's like the third tallest player on the Hawks. Yeah. He he I thought he, he was like five ten. His <laughs> knees
1: are always really bent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, uh, the the big knock I had on him early in his career was he took so many big hits in the corner that I didn't think he would make it. I, I thought he was going to just get pulverized and just beaten. Swedes
2: a... are made of steel,
1: <laughs> <laughs> apparently. At least that's what uh, Stan Bowman thinks. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, well, um, I did want to throw this out there that uh, we got you know recently Jim and uh, Greg Boyson and. I think it was uh Satchel from uh, Second City Hockey. We were all talking about possibly putting a round table together. And I think my idea will be that uh, maybe whenever this thing wraps up, the you know, the later the better, we may have a big uh round table of, you know, wrap up of the Blackhawks season to kind of celebrate or in memoriam or whatever we're going to do. You know, what depending on whatever happens, but uh if everyone wants to look out for that, um, we're going to kind of hopefully throw all that together along with Pat and Derek So, uh, that should be fun, Um, and also uh, I am working on the third annual Puck and Hostel uh, Blackhawks highlight, you know, video highlight montage. So that will be uh, coming up whenever the season wraps up, uh, as well. So uh, that's coming along real well. And how many
0: Andrew Shaw offensive zone penalties do you have in that highlight?
1: (laughs) I think right now, (laughs) off the top of my head, I was working on it the other day, and. uh, I think the only Andrew Shaw clip I have in there at all is him uh, is a hit he's making on someone in the uh, Pred series. I think that's the only. He thing. He didn't
2: there. get him getting punched in the face no. by uh, Rivera.
1: No, I didn't get a good. Uh, I didn't get a good uh, screen cap of that one. Although there's still time, so anything could happen. So, <clears throat> but anyway. Moving on to general uh, NHL news, uh, since we last got together, uh, the Penguins, Blues, Senators, Canucks, Isles, Jets were all eliminated. Uh, I don't know. Not many of those were very surprising. I, I had picked the Isles to win. That was kind of my uh, my upset.
2: Uh, yeah, I picked the Isles to, to go to the
0: Eastern Conference Final against Tampa, but... I was hoping yeah. for the Islanders, too, mostly because of my fascination with Nick Letty.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think we all have a fascination with Nick Letty.
0: Well, John Tavares saw, and Paolo Poso is pretty sweet, too. But, yeah, just.
1: I've always kind of liked that team. I mean, they were I don't know why. They're just kind of the, the, the scrappy underdog type that uh, don't don't get a lot of press. And they're the second team in, you know, behind the Rangers. The Rangers get all the flash and all the headlines. And the Islanders have sucked for a while. And now they're finally being those scrappy underdogs that are coming up. I was kind of hoping to see them get a little further, but, you know.
0: Now they don't have anywhere to play.
1: Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. They were ripping that down today. They had all the uh, the videos and pictures of them ripping the ice up. It was kind of sad.
0: The Coliseum is gone. Yeah.
1: yeah
2: unfortunately, no, I have an, I never I have an to go. Islanders hoodie. I have an Islanders hoodie because I love Nick Letty and John Tavares. And it was sad. It was so sad. sad.
1: <laughs> I don't know many Blackhawks fans that didn't like Nicoletti. Well, I, I shouldn't say I the most rational Blackhawks fans liked Nicoletti. But, you know, it was just uh, someone, I think someone at work today mentioned the Nicoletti thing is that Bowman kind of put himself, backed himself into a corner by not being able to make any deals early on. And then he was forced to make a deal,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the last minute. And the only one, you know, he was going to be able to get rid of his Letty, unfortunately. So
0: yeah, I think he was waiting out on a Patrick Sharp type of deal. Didn't work out. And nah. then, uh, yeah, waited to the thirteenth hour with Letty, and it's it's annoying for me though because when you bring up this argument with other people, they're like, well, you, they wouldn't have been able to form anyway, afford him anyway, and it's like, well, you know, Roosevelt and Odia both make two million each, like. That's four million. You'd get rid of somebody else, like a Sharp or a Bickle. And... Yeah,
1: they, it would have it would have taken some creative cap moves, but it, it could have happened if they really wanted to keep him. I mean, I, I think we're all in agreement that uh, it doesn't seem like Joel Quenville really liked him.
0: Yeah, and that's oh.
2: When you
1: scratch oh, him in his sick. first in his first game back in his hometown, and you scratch him in the playoffs mm-hmm. for what seemed like no good reason. That uh, that's kind of an fu. We said that last year, and I still maintain that, and Pat does too.
2: Yeah, God, God forbid you allow a young, uh, you know, defenseman with all kinds of high-end skill, you know, learn how to play in the defensive zone instead of just expecting him to know
0: how to do it. Who yeah. can get the puck in the zone? Like, I remember watching him last year just like, like he's got these legs that and this maneuverability to where – the power play was up, and no one's getting the puck in the zone. All of a sudden, Nick Letty has it, and they get like three shots on goal. Like yep. pucks in yep. the zone, maintaining control. I I don't know. It was yeah yeah. I, I hate that Letty's gone. You we all
1: agree. I mean, <laughs> we all definitely agree.
0: Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> had,
1: they may they may have they
2: may have gotten a diamond in the rough with Poca out of that deal, though, because I've seen him play in Rockford. And I've seen some of his highlights, and he's pretty promising. So.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll we'll get. We'll get a little more into that Blackhawk stuff in just a minute. Let me, let me get through this NHL stuff real quick. Um, Peter Chiarelli wastes no time after being fired. Uh, he joined the Oilers as their GM. Uh, you know, hey, whatever. It's a good move for them, I guess, you know. Who who
2: doesn't want to be the GM that picks Connor McDavid?
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Here you go. Here's the Golden Goose. Here, what your a first smart job move. is picking the Golden <laughs> Goose. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Ray Shiro was announced as the GM of the Devils just uh, yesterday, so that'll be interesting. That should change a little, bit, change some things in uh, New Jersey.
2: Hey, maybe they'll stop playing the trap.
1: Uh, I think you're going to have to kill Lamorello for that to happen, but we'll see. Uh, word has it the Seattle Arena is gaining more traction. I guess I don't know if they've broken ground yet, but I did see some pictures and some map screen grabs of where that arena is supposed to be. I don't know what that's going to mean. If the Coyotes are going to end up there, who knows? I hope so. Yeah. Well, someone's going to end up there at some point in time. But uh, Also, the Vegas vote uh, from what I saw, the last I saw, uh, could happen in fall for the uh, the expansion for Vegas. Uh, I Most people around here don't seem to see how the Vegas thing's going to work, but
0: uh, they'll I'm bring excited. in lots of tourism dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for, to finally see a professional organization in or professional sports organization Ed, in Vegas to see how it would ha- like how it works. But I mean, with hockey, there's so many other places you could go. Why Vegas?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, it it didn't make a lot of sense to me, especially you know, hockey is looked at as kind of a you know peripheral sport. It's uh, very niche, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, baseball, you know, everyone goes to baseball games, whether they understand it or not. You don't get mm-hmm. a lot of that with hockey. It's it's hockey, It's big-time hockey fans. You don't get the, a lot of casual fans that often. So, I don't know, giving given away tickets at, you know, casinos, copping tickets and things like that, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work. It may or it may not. I don't know. I guess we're going to you know I'm just
2: out. excited for the uh... – the Puckin' Hostel uh, Vegas trip, you know, with all that T-shirt money we make.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T-shirt money. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk to Pat's cousin about that one. <laughs> Actually, that is a good idea, though, A fucking Hostel uh, road trip. That would be fun.
0: I've never been to Vegas, so. Really? <laughs> No, I've never been. Actually, I'll be honest. Remember, I'm young. <laughs>
1: I'll be honest. I didn't go to Vegas till I was thirty-two, I think, and I went twice in a matter of three months. And those are the only two times that I've been to Vegas. It I just got six years, then. But... Yeah, it's. Uh, but you know what? You go even if you don't gamble, and because I, I don't gamble really. Uh, even if you gamble, there's a whole shit ton of stuff to do, and it's fun. It's a good time, but it's not like I'd want to live there. But I've a lot of friends that live out that way and so I
0: have a lot of friends who live out in LA but nobody in Vegas
1: I have uh some friends in LA some friends in LA that are moving to Vegas uh and then uh, other friends who live in Vegas so I got enough uh connections out there that it would be a good time I think it would be a good time but <laughs> <clears throat> I'd go watch the Blackhawks out there that's for sure
0: yeah that'd be that'd be fu- that'd be fun
1: Sure, give it a try for a couple of years. I mean, they did it for uh, Phoenix, so.
0: Yeah, no joke. Mm-hmm.
1: And then uh, the last thing that came up was, uh, I think just yesterday, I don't know when they when they actually launched, but um, I saw the guys from Cheer the Anthem post it up yesterday, a new website called GeneralFanager, with an F, dot .com. Looks like it's shaping up to be possibly what, or at least... Looking like it's going to be somewhat what Capgeek was. Um, oh, see, I don't seriously? see why people
2: keep making. I don't see why people keep making these websites because nobody wants them.
1: Yeah, no kidding. According to Gary Bettman, yeah, no fans are not interested in that.
0: <laughs> how dumb! I well, yeah. we could do a whole webcast on uh, how dumb Gary Bettman is, but yeah,
1: yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, everyone, anyone that's a fan, anyone that writes or follows any team, knows how important Capgeek was. And yeah. And that was, that was the site. I mean, now we're, we're, just, we're just scrapping. I know, uh, you know, we got uh, the guy who does HawksCap.com. He's got, you know, he's been keeping, uh, you know, some stuff for the Blackhawks. But, you know, as far as a league-wide thing where you could actually, uh, you know, propose trades and you could do buyouts and you could, you know, bring people up and send people down. It, w- it was like almost like a video game. That site was mm-hmm. so good.
0: That armchair GM thing was just the best. I loved going
1: on there. It was magical. Yeah. and You know, like, because of, you know, Kyaki not not being around anymore, you know, like, I put together, you know, on our site, it's, you know, we just use it between us, but it's, you know, like a spreadsheet where, you know, I could plug some numbers in here and there just to see, you know, where the Hawks stand, just to keep for my own sanity. So I don't Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, uh, it would be nice to have a website where you could just go to it. I mean, I went to NHL numbers a couple times and the, the numbers that are the actual cap numbers and stuff that I took from them were actually wrong. That was what I used to base my sheet on. And then I looked at, you know, I took the, the guy from uh Hawks cap and he was, and his numbers were, you know, different. So he claims his, his are right on. So I'm, I'm going to go by that since he's more familiar with the team than NHL numbers was. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But if anyone wants to go bookmark that, it's generalfanager with an f. dot com.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I did I totally glanced over that. I did not know that. I'm going to get on there after we get off here. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's a pretty it's it's a pretty eye pleasing interface. Is the way I could put it. Right now, yeah, it looks I like. I was on it. Yeah. No. Go ahead.
2: I was on it earlier. I mean, it has some. Some server issues, and it might be because so many people are like crowding to it because they want another cap geek. But I think over time, it it could be a
0: replacement. I know War on Ice was trying something there for a while. I mean, they've got everyone's like cap hit up, but it's not quite like I love War on Ice. I go there for every game, mm-hmm. but but uh, but yeah, it's I'll have to check out General uh General Fanager. Yeah,
1: Fanager yeah. would enough. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, you know, I, I could see a new, new sites always have problems. You know, they always do. I mean, I was a web design guy for a long, for five, six years. So launching sites, you always come up with some bugs and especially a site where you're going to have, you know, a backend database and things like that. And you, you don't know what your traffic's going to be like and things like that. So I could see how that when they announced it and it, the word got out there that, that it actually crashed the server. Cause depending on the way they had it set up, it, it, you know, it may not have been expecting that, that flurry of traffic. So it's no big surprise to me. Then they'll, they'll, they'll get things, you know, worked out. And it, right now it's still sort of basic, but you could see where they're going with it. So good for them. Um, so it, going into Blackhawks news, we, we already kind of s- started to really talk about this stuff, but, uh, in the last couple of weeks, as far as Blackhawks news go, um, the Blackhawks signed 23-year-old left wing from the KHL, Antemiy Antemy or Artemy. Sorry, Artemy Panarin. Uh, he is the fifth-leading scorer. He won the the Gargarian Gargarian Cup. Uh, he played with Kovalchuk. We actually mentioned him a couple months ago, I'm going to say, there was an article about him and his teammate, Victor Tikhonov, who is the nephew or grandson or something of, Vic, of the other Tikhonov, the coach. Um, he was mentioned uh, in the article to have a skill set similar to Patrick Kane, and he's got the same body type and size as Patrick Kane. It's not saying he's going to be Patrick Kane because there's only one Patrick Kane in this world, but um, the comparisons were there. Uh, I've seen a lot of people are starting to get excited about this. I'm going to kind of temper my expectations as I always do with players coming over from European leagues that have bigger ice surfaces until they get over here and get adjusted. And I actually see them with NHL players, but it looks promising from what we've seen so far.
2: It'll be the next Tevo time. <clears throat>
1: yeah. And I do, I've done this, I did this with Marcus Kruger when he first came over, and I did it with Tevu, and I probably did it with someone else too, where I put up an article that says, Marcus Kruger is going to disappoint you all. Tevu Teravine is going to disappoint <laughs> you all. And no one ever, like, reads what I put in the article. They just read the headline and they get pissed, and then they're <laughs> yeppy 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 yeppy. Christopher Terrifying, he's going to be so good, and they they don't read what I what I and, and, and both articles I put. You know he's going they're going to come over here, and they're probably going to struggle a little bit to get used to this. You know the different size ice and the different style of play. And I'm not saying they're not going to be good players. They're probably going to be good players, but it's going to take time. And they're not going to come out here and they're not going to score two, three goals a game or, well, you know, you know, half a point a game or anything like that. That is not going to happen right off the bat. And it's probably not going to happen with Panarin either. It could, but the, the likelihood that that's going to actually happen is pretty minute. Yeah, I'm
2: kind of interested to see what happens with, um, with his contract. Because with Tavo, they were able to put him in Rockford and let him adjust to the smaller ice surface. But Panarin has this out clause where if he doesn't make the NHL roster, he can go back to the KHL.
1: "Quote unquote so, alleged out clause." Yeah, <laughs> alleged. Didn't reported, the Blackhawks
0: Twitter put it up that they have that two or uh, that that clause, to the KHL clause? Like, I feel like that's somewhat official. Or I thought it was. The I didn't. I actually said that. I,
2: I didn't see the Blackhawks Twitter account, but most of the beat writers said it. So, and
1: I saw it on—I'm going to say it was the K, the official KHL feed, maybe, or mm. or his KHL teams feed, or something like that. Something like, or maybe it was uh, maybe it was an agent, or maybe it was a media type from over. I, I did see it somewhere from over there, where it said, you know, it definitely said that there was if you didn't make the NHL team he has an out clause. Now that's not going to say he's going to take it. I guess he could probably still say, all right, well, maybe if they tell me I'm going to go down to Rockford for two months for conditioning or whatever. And you know, with the promise of me coming back that he may not skip town. So
0: Don't get your hopes up kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's based on Blackhawks. I mean, geez, you that's what I would fully expect nope. out of them.
0: Although, who, the are, they really gonna yeah, who yeah. are they really going to have? Yeah, the Jill Quinville clause. Who are they really going to have? I mean, they've got. I, I figured that Bowman's signing all these guys from the KHL because he doesn't have a first or second round pick this year yet. Yeah. And, I mean, with Kane and Taze's contracts coming into play, they got to get rid of somebody. And who's. Who, they got to resign Saad. they got to resign Kruger. Um, Oduya and Roosevelt, Timonen and Vermette are all gone. Mm-hmm. Richards too. Oh, Richards! Sorry, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Everyone forgets about him, but he's actually a guy who's really shown up in the playoffs. I think.
0: Yeah, finally, which is
1: nice to see. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna, they're definitely gonna. I think this is where Stan Bowman can really make his money and earn his money by yeah. making creative signings like he's doing. They may pan out. They may not pan out. You know, we, we saw the Paleota one, we saw the Bond one, we saw uh, what is it? Vince Hinojosa was signed, um, <clears throat> and then the, this next guy um, was a guy that I knew absolutely nothing about. I had to look him up and try to find information on him. Twenty-three-year-old uh, Eric Gustafson. Yeah, from Gustafson. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Gustafson from uh, Frölunda in the Swedish league. Another Swedish defenseman. Um, I don't know about much about him other than it, it just states that he's a quick, offensive-minded uh, defenseman that can quarterback the power play. Where he can quarterback the power play, I don't know. But it's, they say he can quarterback the power play, and he's a talented offensive defenseman. And he's Swedish. Swedish. Yeah.
2: And he's Swedish. I think, so, I think eventually so he's Swedish.
1: Swedish. Yeah some
2: eventually we're gonna just replace the swedish national
0: team with the chicago
1: blackhawks (laughs) it it, that's not even a joke anymore because it's the way it's going to be
0: uh their jerseys or do we wear or do they wear the blackhawks jerseys
1: (laughs) well i don't know if you if you go by what some of the people were saying uh was it this week or last week uh when uh what was it that came up Uh, something about the blackhawks jersey came up and uh People were outraged. You know, they were getting this this uh, Indian outrage thing again about the the logo being offensive and how the Blackhawks are going to have to change it. Uh, yeah, it yeah.
0: It's the one. Uh, I'll be honest, though. I, I mean, of like the Indians, the Chiefs, the Redskins, it's the one organization that I hear the the smallest amount of that type of chatter, though. Yeah, I mean, with teams like the Redskins, I'm like, yeah, you should probably change it by now. But Blackhawks, like, I hear like Blues fans occasionally be like, oh, they're offensive, whatever. And Just I'm because they got nothing I, better to argue. I yeah, well, once again, <laughs> it's the Blues. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> Taking cheap shots down.
1: <laughs> Which oddly enough, uh, for Olunda, who was the team that uh, Gustafson came from, their uh, logo. Is basically where I got the inspiration for the puck and hassle logo, which is an Indian head. It's very similar, so it's uh, it's kind of the same thing. But and that's
0: I don't know if you guys read into all that the 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 chatter about Corey Crawford's mask, the one. Well, before he dented. That
1: is where, yeah, that is exactly, I'm glad you reminded me, that is exactly where this started from, because of the mask with the headdress thing.
0: Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, listen, I'm I fully on board that you shouldn't be wearing a headdress if you aren't a Native American, but it's a picture on a helmet, like, give me a break.
2: Oh, God, yeah, it's, it gets out of hand sometimes. I mean, sometimes. I understand it, and, you know, but... I think the Blackhawks do a good job of protecting the integrity of that, whereas some mm-hmm. other teams don't.
1: Well, it's not like they got like a Chief Wahoo running around, you know. I could see where something like that could be off- offensive. You We're know, they're um, away. Yeah, they don't. They don't have any of that. They have you know the Hawk, Tommy Hawk, running around, which yeah. is is a smarter way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's it's sacred to you know. People like us because we're such big fans and we love the logo and we love the fact that people say that it's the best, you know, uniform in sports. Well, what happens when that logo goes away? Yeah, Blackhawks don't have the best, you know, logo. They don't have the best uniform in sports anymore. They just have a red, white, and black uniform with whatever generic logo you throw on there.
0: And, yeah, that I mean... The more we are talking about it, though, I feel like we do sound extremely selfish now.
1: <laughs> oh, we, we, I mean, we, we definitely are. I, I, will, I will agree with that. I can't deny that I'm not selfish about it. And But, you know, I mean, we talked about it, too, uh, a little while back, a couple months back probably. Uh, very quietly, the committed Indian guys changed their logo. They gave in because there was an outrage over, you know, their logo that they had, which was basically... It wasn't even an Indian, really. It was, so
0: it was a, just like a guy wrapped up with a.
1: It was a drunken. Eights. It was what it was really supposed to be. Was like a, just a drunken Hawks fan wearing some goofy feather in his hat. Mm. Um, but they, I remember.
0: I remember because they still print it on their on their handouts. I believe
1: they may. Or they may. I don't know. Um, I haven't gotten one since they switched the logo. But they did switch the logo pretty quickly. And I knew you know knowing. I don't know Sam extremely well, but yeah, I've spoken with him a couple times and stuff. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm sure it was just a fight he knew that he couldn't win and that he was just, you know, cuz I a, a, a couple times it was brought up and I did hear him say, you know, listen, it's not, you know, <laughs> the guy isn't even an Indian. It's a, you know, it's like a drunken fan, you know, being stupid kind of deal and uh, mm-hmm. he he glossed over it a couple times and then I think finally it was just it was a fight that he knew he wasn't going to win. And he finally just caved in and, and decided to go in a different direction. And I mean, look at look at my logo. I mean, I'll, I at some point in time I'm probably gonna have to go in another direction with our logo. But I've already got some ideas and stuff, which is fine. But
0: which is yeah, it's smart and fine. I mean, you don't want to upset people. You don't want to be cast in a bad shade. And it's fine for change to happen. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean and the good part about our our thing is. is that, you know, Puckett Hustle has nothing to do with Indians, nothing, you know, at all. It's just, you know, the logo is similar to the Blackhawks logo. That's why I put the two together, but I didn't want to make it the Blackhawks logo because of, you know, trademark things. So, um, but, you know, I could go in a completely different direction, and it's not going to matter for me. So it's not going to, you know. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it's something that... It, now, more and more every day, people are just outraged over everything <laughs> it doesn 't matter what there 's going to be people that are going to be outraged over it, so you, sometimes it 's just best to live to fight another day and just concede so uh i didn 't mean to get off on that that tangent but i 'm i 'm glad you reminded me of where that came from because it did come from the uh, mask that <laughs> yeah, the way I put it though i mean the 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 headdress mask it 's been done of bunch of times i wouldn't care if it wasn't you know if they went in a completely different direction with it too because you know darren pang had it huey had it uh had it
0: it's the official like mask of like the nhl 15 or the ea nhl hawks goalie too it always it's always a headdress that comes around yeah
2: that's you know (laughs) it's funny though it People don't complain about Corey Crawford's old mask, and it has feathers and
0: stuff on it too. Yeah, so it does. It's like, it
1: is—it's a headdress mask. Just because it's white, it's not as—it's not as out there.
0: Yeah. No, I right. really like the black. I—I I remember his stadium series pads from last year from Soldier Field, and I was so happy when he lost his other pads because he had to wear those black ones. They look so slick. I could yeah. just those pads with the black helmet, but both of them are. Uh, in the grave now, so... Yeah,
1: you guys aren't aren't as aware as, like, Pat is, but uh, my, all, almost all my equipment is black. <laughs> I love black equipment. I love how it looks. You know, my pads are black. My mask is black. My blocker and glove are red, white, and black, like Hawks colors, but majority mm-hmm. black. So I try to, like, stick... So
2: you're Jonas Hiller.
1: Uh, <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's even got some lighter colors still on his stuff. Mine is, like, black on black on black. But I just think because I think it looks slick. I think it looks, you know, tough and slick. And, you know, what everyone's got white nowadays. But And I understand in the NHL they believe that white pads, you know, can uh, throw the shooters off because they can't size you up and blah, blah, blah. And they also say that, you know, uh, black pads, people lose the puck in the black pads. You know, goalies will lose the puck. They won't be able to see it. You know, I've worn black pads for four years. And, you know, I don't have a problem with it, but I'm not an NHL goalie, so what are you going to (laughs) do? So, anyway, um, the last thing was uh, today or yesterday, uh, the Blackhawks, there was a rumor going around, and I don't know, you know, how much truth there is to this, but they may be in on a college draftee, kind of in the same vein as what happened with Kevin Hayes to the Blackhawks, where they drafted him, they never signed him, and... He eventually became a free agent, signed with the Rangers, and we all saw him playing tonight. Uh, Mike Riley, who's a, a, from what I can, you know, from what I can tell, he's a really good defenseman from Minnesota. He, uh, is, he was drafted by the, uh, Blue Jackets in the, was the fourth round or second round? I don't know, I can't remember, but, um. It looks like he's a really good defenseman coming up. He could be, you know, in the you know, the same as uh, what was it, Justin Schultz a couple of years back, kinda of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah.
2: You, you know who was a really good defenseman from Minnesota? Who? Nick Letty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going with that, but I, I want you know I had to let you have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So there's a rumor out there that the Blackhawks could be one of the teams that could be interested if he becomes a free agent, which I think would be on June 15th.
0: I saw that today, too. Yeah. I, I am hopeful because, I mean, the Hawks need some defense. And as much as Q doesn't want to play young defenders, he's going to have to because, I mean, you're losing half of them yeah. in the offseason. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: as we, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it tonight, but Steven Johns had another goal tonight. So
0: I hope he makes a squad.
1: Yeah, he's he's the one that uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing because he's got NHL size to him for a defenseman. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. He's kind of like just slightly bigger Seabrook.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna compare him to. Yeah,
1: and and like... Seabrook's my favorite player on the Blackhawks. I mean, I have his jersey and everything. I like the way he plays. He's tough. You know, he could score. He could you know put a guy through the through the glass. He's just he's he's a badass out there, and he's a good compliment to Duncan Keith when he's allowed to play with him.
0: Yeah. No, oh, man.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I see Johns a little bit. And it, if anyone saw his goal to push the Ice Hogs to the second round last week, uh, I think it was last week, he basically dangled a guy at the blue line, skated all the way around the net, and wrapped it around the net. Uh, that was a pretty slick goal for a big defenseman. Yeah,
2: that was pretty slick. Yeah. I mean I could see them having two to three two to three rookie defensemen probably two rookie defensemen with like one like minimum. veteran minimum guy and I I am I've been saying this for a while I think the dark horse is going to be Poca cuz I know he's kind of young still He's only he's like 20 He's really He's really good both both directions of the ice I mean, I mean whoever
0: it is I just hope that they're good and get ice time you know Yeah what about Trevor Van Reemsike? I mean, is he just done now, or <clears throat> do we think that he could? because well, he, he might be that distance, third. You know,
1: yeah, he's he's going to be back. He's signed. Um, the the problem is is two major, two pretty major leg injuries and a pretty decent, you know, major wrist injury. Wrist it, injury,
0: yeah, or surgery on it.
1: Yeah, in a matter of like you know a year and a half. So is he going to come? You know, what's he going to come back like? If he comes back, you know, unaffected, great. You know, he could be. I I'm not going to go. Thinking that he's going to be a second pair guy, he could be a third pair guy with like Johns or something, and then oh, saying yeah, an and, easy
0: respectable third pair guy,
1: right? Yeah, that, I mean that's a decent third pair right there with Trevor Van Riems, like and, J- and Stephen Johns, and then uh, if they can somehow steal some kind of veteran, you know, honestly, vet-
0: if you put a traffic cone out there, it'd be better than Roosevelt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although he's played I – I will give Pat credit because I think he did put it in his, in his recap. The last couple games, Roosevelt has not been bad. He hasn't been good, but he hasn't really been bad. But that's,
0: bad. But that's Roosevelt. It's like he yeah. plays average, and that's supposed to like take away from the fact that he's terrible most of the time. Oh. So it's like, oh, well, he has not been bad, so I guess that's okay. It's like, no, he's just bad, and he hasn't done anything bad yet.
1: Yeah, it's like the dog who always pisses on the floor, and then he doesn't piss on the floor, and you're like, oh, what a good boy, you finally behaved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, Michael Roosevelt wouldn't wouldn't get so much shit if he was your number six, number seven, but when he's your number five, yeah, that's when you start it, running into I problems.
0: Had, in one of my Four Feathers videos, I had a theory of, I mean, granted, teaming hasn't been much better either, but <sighs> you pair, you keep Oduya and Jalmerson together, Seabrook and Keith, you play him 22 and a half minutes, and then you only have to play... Uh, uh, Timonen and Roosevelt 12-15 to 15 minutes a game that that takes down the ice time that they're both playing now, and it takes down the ice time that Keith and Seabrook have been playing, which is just un... I keep, Keith played 30 minutes last yeah, in
1: night. A, in, a, in, a regular, in a regulation game, he played 30 minutes. Yeah. There's no way that can last. It can't last. Yeah. I don't care if he's a machine. I don't care... He, there's no way he's going to be able to play throughout the entire playoffs playing you know, they, 27, I mean, 30 to, minutes a game. They have
0: to sweep if they want to do that. They yeah. have to sweep so they can rest them.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So, yeah, yeah that's uh, th- that's the Blackhawks. Uh, unfortunately, there seems to be like, you know, a uh, a type of player that the Blackhawks keep signing, and which is smaller offensive defensemen. It, it, you know, they did that... and. Peliota is not you know t- he's not totally small but he's not that big a guy either um, you know and they got Vili polka and then they they uh, they signed uh, Gustafsson, who they're all relatively the same size they're all relatively the same kind of player
0: about six foot 180
1: yeah right yeah which is <laughs> and I mean, it can who, be scary
0: is, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now but they when they traded Clendenning to Vancouver they got another like European defenseman back too. Gustav Forsling. Forsling, yeah, man. he's like
2: eight, he's like eighteen though. Yeah. So. yeah,
1: so he's behind Polka, but again, it's a, like you said, like we were saying, another smaller offensive defenseman. I mean, how many of those do you really need in your system? I mean, it, you know, it wouldn't hurt to, get, to have another John's type player in this system if you can find him.
2: Well, I think if you Balls. figure if you figure Keith Seabrook, Jalmerson are going to be here for almost their entire careers. Yeah. And then you have yeah, a guy like John or, or
0: Keith. Already.
2: Yeah. But I mean, he, he seems like one of those like Nick Lidstrom guys. that's going to play until he's like 40 something.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. He well, he'll play off the rest of uh, Tays and Kane's contracts for the next eight years. <laughs> it's I think and, he, Keith is signed
2: until what? Like 2021.
0: Yeah. Something like that.
1: 2021. But his you know, his cap hit at the end is like nothing. <clears throat>
2: yeah, uh, but I mean, if you have if you have those three, and then you have a Stephen Johns and a Trevor Rancemeyer, then really all you need is one or two offensive defensemen anyway.
1: Yeah, based so. based on the history, and we all know the history of uh, Joel Quenville and his dislike for playing rookies. <laughs> Yeah, strong dislike. Talented for playing, players
0: in general.
1: Yeah, strong dislike <laughs> for playing rookies. Um, I can't see them, especially on defense, playing more than two rookies. And I'm going to count Van Reams, like as a rookie because he only played like 10 games. So he's still game. generally a rookie, yeah. So
2: Yeah, um, he's still a rookie, but he, he got into Quenville's circle of trust, and we all know. Once you get in that circle, you can't play your fucking way out of that thing. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It took it took uh, 22 games to take Andrew Shaw off the second-line center this year. Oh,
1: my God.
2: It yeah. took a full series of Chris—it took six games against Nashville for him to
0: realize Chris Versteeg is useless. And, and then he I had to get air hurt. Quotes here. I'm he, using air quotes here, but injury also.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got injured. And uh, Chris Versteeg hasn't been good since January 1st, so—
0: yeah, and it's a shame, too, because, I, I mean, I was huge on the I hate Chris Versteeg so was bandwagon I. last year, and then he came around this last year, and I was like, oh, man, he's starting to put something together. And then
1: – Yeah, Pat and I, we, we had branded him adequate for Steeg because he was actually looking good out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was averaging almost a point a game at, like, at one point. Yeah, he was in the right spot. He was
1: looking real good. Then he gets hurt on January 1st, and he, it was just all downhill from there it's like he recovers from injuries like shit. Mhm. I mean, that's that, you know, that's why he was he's, so bad last year as they say that they brought him back from that knee injury too soon. And now, you know, it's it, this was a hand injury. It's not even like it affected a skating.
0: So He's only 29, too, like. But the I mean, the reason Bowman hangs on to him is because of his contract situation. Right. Like Florida's paying half of it.
1: Yeah. But you know what? If they want to pay half of his contract and skate him on the fourth line, I'm fine with that. But if you're yeah, going to skate him ahead of, like, Tevu or some, I mean, we've seen now in a couple of games that Tevu's been in, the, in there that uh, obviously he's more effective than Chris Versteeg at this point in time. So,
0: Well, let's see. Versteeg, that was a six-game series, and he had one point. It was a goal from a ridiculous assist from Kane. And now you've got Tavo who's played five games and has three points, including a goal and two primary assists. Yeah. Like, right. And both, all of them are like, ridiculous, is too. I know. And how how silly does it look now that Vermette and Tavo both are just destroying right now with Sharp. And yeah. they sat out, essentially, the entirety of the first series.
1: Yeah, I, that's exactly what I said. I said, it, right yeah. now, it's amazing if, you know, people wouldn't believe me if I told them that, that Vermette was scratched for like a majority of that first series.
0: It doesn't make any sense, and uh, I mean, we could get off on another tangent about Vermette on how he's still not on the power play or penalty kill.
1: No, he he should be. Well, uh, uh, even though the penalty kill, and when when we suck into the recaps, we'll talk about it a little more. But the penalty kill was excellent last game, and uh, so we'll see if that continues. But
0: yeah, he but should be on the power game play. For- I mean, they've been pretty abysmal for the last month. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it it's kind of funny sometimes to to go from day to day, like listening to, like Merrick versus Waschinsky or something like that, and listening to the way they talk about how the Blackhawks are. And one day it's like, oh, the Wild are going to beat them in seven games. and The next day it's, can anyone stop the Blackhawks? And then the next day <laughs> it's like, you know,
0: it, I mean, but that's been the Blackhawks since yeah. January first, though.
1: Yeah. Well, the it, 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 the first round they they. Yeah, the first round I don't know what was going on. They were they were kind of an up and a down thing, but I think they were having a little bit of an issue on the back end, trying to get their trying to get their bearings on what was going to go on in the back end. Even though they uh, they have only really rolled four and a half defensemen in this series, they've gotten away with it.
0: I yeah, I don't understand that either. I don't
1: either. <laughs> it doesn't make any. It, it, there's no there's no sense to it. There's no sense to it at all, but anyway, let's let, let, let me get a little bit into these uh, recaps because we got like four recaps. We're going to go through, and this will also bring up some of the other subjects that we've been talking about as well. So, um, <clears throat> the first game after our last shoutcast was uh, the last game of the Pred series it was Game Six, four three win that pushed the uh, the push the Blackhawks on to the next round. Um, the Perds, yeah, the PURDS. Derek's favorite. team. <laughs> Well, actually, every team that plays against the Blackhawks is Derek's favorite team to, to uh, troll. But uh, Darling started in net, was pulled after giving up three goals on 12 shots. Crawford played the rest of the game, saving all 13 that he saw. Um, the goals were not all Darling's fault, just like the goals previously in the series were not all Crawford's fault. Uh, I've been saying all along, it's more of a defensive problem than it is the goalies, and I wasn't hating on Darling. It's just the fact that everyone's jumping on that darling bandwagon when it's just
0: the Chicago kid. Yeah, <laughs> Lamont, I mean,
1: native. Lamont native. Lamont native. Yeah. And, well, uh, God, I mean,
2: it's amazing just how when this when this team wants to play defense, how well they can play defense. Yeah. It's it's insanity because, like, in the first game when Crawford got pulled. You know, Darling only saw. You know, Darling only saw four shots in the next period. Yeah,
1: it was the opposite Darling of gets what happened. Pulled. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then Darling gets pulled, and Crawford it's only 13. sees twelve shots the rest. Yeah, the rest of the game, and Darling saw twelve shots in the first period. Like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, it's like it's like they need to have some. They need to have someone kick him in the ass to get him to actually play, or at least it was in the first series. It's kind of changed as this is gone, but
0: which as much grief as I give Quinville, he he actually does. I, I still feel like he does rile up the team enough yeah. at the right time.
1: Yeah, so seeing him in like the you know the uh, and all the bi- behind the scenes stuff, he he's one of those guys that can uh, strike a little bit of fear, India. You. you know, he's mm-hmm. not like you know really soft spoken, and he, he's a you know ru- a really gruff guy and. When he when he goes off, he's one of those guys who you know can get your attention.
0: Yeah, because so. he's normally a very short, like he's short and direct person. So if he's going off, you know that's a lot of yeah <laughs> that's a lot that very he short. built up on you.
1: Yeah, and and I did put together an article where I kind of ripped on him pretty good. Uh, I think it was last week. Actually, I, I I do have to say to all the people who went out and read it, I have to thank them for. You know, I got you know, of all the things that I've written in the past, probably year and a half. I got the most positive responses out of that article, which I expected it to be. You know, all these people coming back at me because I was basically pointing out a lot all of what I thought were Joel Quenneville's downfalls, which were you know his lack of development in young players, his you know, uh, you know, his circle of trust for players that don't necessarily deserve it and uh, basically going into the line blender too fast and not letting people, you know, work a little bit of chemistry in, and, and uh, that, you know, that's a short, def- that's definitely a very short synopsis of what I actually put out there. But I, uh, I got some really positive responses to that. So I, I want to thank people for that, but that's kind of, I don't hate Joel Quenville just like I don't hate Scott Darling. It's just Joel Quenville is not the Messiah, <laughs> He does some questionable things that don't make any sense, like scratching Tevu and scratching Vermette and doing things that just don't. And Versteeg
0: on the second line, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: he gets away with a lot of things that
0: because of the talent that he
1: has. Yes, yes, and that's exactly what I said. He was handed a team that was that was it, it was basically the golden goose. He was handed a team that was one of the most talented young teams in the NHL and had a, you know a decent veteran core of players like Andrew Ladd and stuff like that, and uh, Patrick Sharp, uh, he was handed a really good team to work with.
0: <laughs> and, and Kane, remember, Kane and Taze both had a whole year of development without yep. Quinville jacking with that before Quinville got there. Oh,
1: yeah. In, in my article, I actually, yep. uh, I actually laid out exactly you know, all the young players in the organization over that time that have actually gotten significant playing time with the Blackhawks, and there was like five of them. And then I listed out a whole bunch of young players that were, you know, young, up-and-coming, that could have been brought through the system and coddled and, you know, taught. And there was probably a list of 12 of them, you know, like Peary and uh, the Hayes brothers. And that's just off the top of my head. I mean, I'm going back I mean, to... I you know, was
0: and, pretty decent over when he, when he went to Vancouver. Yeah, Quendenning,
1: Cl- uh, Klaus Dahlbeck. I mean, they had to let him go to get what they were getting. But, you know, let's let's say if they were able to, you know, develop Purdy or they were able to still get uh, Hayes in here. They might not, may not have needed to get Vermette, and they may have been able to keep Dahlbeck. So it's kind of like you know, all the and dominoes,
0: their first round pick,
1: yeah, and all the dominoes are falling. And you know, I blade. mean, even
0: even one of the Hayes brothers, or, or yeah, I mean, one of the Hayes brothers or Peter, like any of those guys can replace signing Richards and trading or trading for. Uh, Vermette, and then you keep one of your best up and coming prospect uh, uh, prospects in Klaus Dahlbeck and your first round pick. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people want to go out and say, well, you know, those guys, uh, they they were given all the opportunities and they just didn't. Well, well, how come all of a sudden they go to Florida and they're all of a sudden able to do things?
0: Curry you know? had 22 goals in like 18 games or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Curry yeah, but he only had.
0: Like two assists. Yeah, but so who cares? He guy's <laughs> scoring
2: goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but you can tell that he's not driving play, and that he's just the beneficiary of
1: well, 22 goals uh, in like the
2: line he's playing with. But
0: imagine that with Kane, where Kane is the one who does all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, he might have 40 goals.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going you know, to anyone who gets 22 goals in whatever how many games? 25 games? What it was? 18 games? That's still an accomplishment. One way or the other. You can't... If you're that lucky where you get 22 goals, I want to be that lucky every year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean... I know
1: yeah, but that's what it's, ends it's, up
2: leading to, like... That's what ends up leading to, like, David Clarkson contracts, though.
1: So. Well, <laughs> David Clark, That's a whole other ordeal. Clarkson and Clo and all those guys,
0: yeah. Remember, Piri, is just, this is just one full year. but I mean, Not even a full year. This is just one half year where he's kind of developed and he's with a, he's getting consistent playing time. But he's also he, I, a
2: healthy out of the air because he has attitude problems.
1: They, so. they, they said that about every one of those people they traded that they all had attitude problems. I'm like, okay, if they all had attitude problems, then you're not you're an awful judge of character and you don't know how to draft players. Is that what the case? Or is I
0: mean, or that's like the same. You know, like if some if one person is an asshole to you, that person's an asshole. But if everyone's an asshole to you, then you're probably the asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I, I get I. I get aggravated because they do say that you know, all these people had attitude problems or they wouldn't play defense. Well, then, what are you doing drafting all these players? You're going to tell me your scouts don't scout these people and don't see this kind of stuff? And you're yeah, that bad. You're that bad at drafting people that everyone that comes in here is an asshole and none of them play defense. Well, yeah. that then you're an asshole for drafting these people, you know? Uh, so, I mean, it... it it can go both ways here, and I, I get kind of tired of people kind of just blowing it off, saying that all these players suck. Well, okay, so for the last five years, all these people that they drafted sucked, except for Brandon Sod and Andrew Shaw.
0: Well, Andrew Shaw does suck.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he's a fourth-line player, but, I mean, he does have some sort of benefit.
0: Yeah, I, I'll be honest with Andrew Shaw. I, when he's on the fourth-line wing, I, it's fine. That's awesome. But when he's on the power play, when he's on the third line, when he's on the second line, he's centering, it doesn't make any sense. I could I, even— Furthermore, though, like, sorry to go on. Though, no, with, no, all no, These no. players that don't develop yet and, oh, they're just—they got bad attitudes. That's why they were traded. They don't play defense. But then, like, Ben Smith, who's been with the Hawks for, like, two years, he gets traded. All he was was a fourth liner. He gets traded, and all the Hawks fans are like, oh, he was a saint. He was the best. This is the worst trade. Why would you do this?
1: Like, you weren't you were listening to the Jesse Rogers, were you? Because he used to love Ben Smith. He thought Ben Smith was a first-line player. He
0: thought he thought Dustin Bufflin belonged like, on the team more than Kane and Taze. Like, that guy's a nutball. <laughs> yep.
2: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, There's yes, a reason yes. he's doing baseball now. Yeah.
0: Hey, don't knock baseball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love baseball. I'm sitting here that's watching right. the Cubs post game. So, but that's why
1: he's not allowed to touch yeah. the <laughs> to Blackhawks anymore.
0: Somehow the Cubs just beat the Cardinals. Somehow. Yeah. yeah somehow. Apparently.
1: Yeah. So you know, that's I didn't want to get too sidetracked on that, but I did want to bring kind of that up, and it seems that we're all kind of in agreement with all that stuff. At least the people who are kind of in the know kind of question. You know, the, the, the Hawks is an organization, not just Quenville himself, how they develop players or their lack of development in players.
0: Or they so. treat them. I mean, I honestly feel lucky enough that like every single time I, I watch a TAVO interview that's terrifying and if he's just like the sweetest nicest guy like he couldn't say a bad word if he tried like and so like i feel like they they kind of lucked out with the way that they kind of treated him coming up sending him back down kind of oh you're gonna be great and but we're not gonna play you and now you're a healthy scratch like and that would have drove me nuts and i would have said something but he's just by the graces of anyone like thankfully he's just been a cool cat They've yeah. done
1: that with, I mean, they did it. Look, look at Ranta now. You know they they originally signed him because he was supposed to be the best European goalie and this and that. And brought him over. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad goalie, but <clears throat> then they bring He's in a Darling,
0: goalie. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. Then they bring in Darling, and then they sign. You know, they signed Leighton too. So they got all these goalies now, and and now they've got Matt Caruth. So now where does that leave Anti Ranta? And I'm not you know saying that he needs to be the starting Blackhawks goalie or or even the backup, but. You know he's he has he hasn't really played himself out of you know it, the it, depth he, chart. It's he's good. good that, you
0: know, it's it's good that you have this many players, but it's bad because you're gonna have to give them up, and it's do you keep, do you end up keeping the right guy or do you keep the wrong guy? You know, and that's uh, when you got cases like Andrew Shaw over Peary, Honestly, I would take Purie over Andrew Shaw any day of the week, or any of the Hayes brothers. Yeah,
1: I mean, watching Kevin Hayes go out there and score for the Rangers and playing. And, and you know, I've heard people suggesting that he that he, uh, he be moved up the first line center for the Rangers. This is the team that won the president's trophy.
0: They and, went to the Stanley Cup last year. <laughs>
1: and Kevin Hayes may be their first line center right now. And, and you he, can't he tell me that he couldn't. Play.
0: Hawks if he stayed with the Hawks this year.
1: Yeah, you can't tell me he couldn't have fit somewhere in on the Blackhawks system. And that Stan Bowman couldn't have found a way to get him in here and say, hey. You know, whatever the case was before they signed Richards. Hey, we got an open, we got an opening at second line center. You want it? You
0: know, yeah, no joke. It, it and was that's there. Been a, a Achilles' heel for the Hawks for the last half decade now is second line center.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're like, oh well, no. You know, he didn't want to sign with them. Well, it seems like you know Artemi Panarin wants to sign with them and you know, Gustafson and Vaughn bon and all these other guys wanting to sign with the Blackhawks. Yeah, I, I think
2: some of these players want guarantees that they're going to play. And when you have a coach like Quenville, there's no guarantee. I mean, you could have said, you know, Stan Bowman could have said to Kevin Hayes, all right, we have an opening at second line center, but there's no guarantee that Joel Quenville is going to play him there.
1: I Lie mean Lie to him. Lie well, to him,
0: <laughs> but that's just that, that's something that I, I feel like it's a total disconnect between coach and, and general manager. Though, uh, I, I mean, mean across the board, I agree he, with that. Yeah. You see Bowman get all these guys, and eventually he ends up signing some random vet out of nowhere, and that's who Quinville plays. Kyle Comiskey, for instance, Ugh. he wasn't in the league for four years, and he got like legitimate ice time for the regular season this year.
1: Yeah, because he was well, Quenville's boy. For
0: Quenville. Yeah, and yeah, I know, but that's off. the thing. I know, I know. He did back in 2011, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And now, now they're going to go out? hockey in 2011. And Brent now, Sol-
1: when <laughs> all of us go out there and say, "Hey, can we play Kyle Kaminsky ahead of Kimo <laughs> Taimanen?" Well, you got all the beat writers saying, "Well, he isn't really that good." Okay. Well, then why is he here? Yeah. Nah. Why is he here?
2: Why are we signing guys? Why are we signing guys like? Dan Carcello,
1: you know, yeah, that's a Sleep. that's an excellent point. The
0: Q guy, point.
1: yeah, Dan Carcello, yep. who, who you know, it, it, he played so badly or did so, so many stupid things that Q couldn't even play him at some point in time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I give a lot of crap to uh, Carcello, and I really, really do. But the, did you guys see the Gone uh, video that he put up for yeah. Play safety? That yeah, was we awesome.
1: brought it up last uh, shoutcast. Me and Pat did. We both watched it that same day. And uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. It aside from the player, Dan Carcello, the person, I got nothing against the guy. Dan Carcello, yeah. the player, I can't stand him. I think he's just a turd. But mm-hmm. you know, they, there's two parts to this. There's the people. My wife the...
0: just laughed pretty loud at that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know. We're gonna see. We're, we're really gonna see what's gonna happen this year because, th- for the first time since 2011, where they really shook up that roster, this is gonna be. There's gonna be some shakeups going on here, and they're gonna be forced to get rid of some people. Probably, if they can get anything for them, and they're gonna probably have to take, take a huge discount on this. But Sharp's probably gonna to have to go.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think you can get a
0: first rounder for Sharp though.
1: If you can I don't think take
0: later it. a later first round.
1: If you can't yeah. take it, any first-round trick, I'll take it. Because at this point oh, in time, at least Sharp's playing good in the playoffs, so at least we got some kind of, you know. And I hate to value. see
0: him go, but that's the business, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Patrick Sharp, and my mom's favorite
2: player is Patrick Sharp. And every time he scores, I'm like, yep, he's just raising that trade value. That's what raising I said that too, that yeah. trade value.
0: But that's <laughs> the thing, though. Has Bowman ever really done, I mean, Ben Smith, you could say, was one of the only, like, main guys that he traded away that was, like, that was a consistent player for a Stanley Cup Blackhawks team.
1: Well, uh, even though he probably wasn't going to stay around, you got Troy Brower. They traded yeah. his rights away after they won the Cup.
0: And Brian Campbell, I guess, too. But yeah. still, uh, that was totally a contract move. Well,
1: but. yeah, that and Ladd and Bufflin and those guys. But, I mean. But I mean, that was,
0: like, I mean, wasn't, uh, Bowman wasn't in office yet, then, yeah, was, was he? Yeah, he was. He was?
1: Yeah. Oh, for yeah he he came so, in yeah. the year before they won, or was it the year of the Cup or the year before? He I thought came it was
0: in the summer uh, after. No, no, no. He came like, in Like they won, and then that summer he took over the reins.
1: No, I, I think he took over in
2: 2009, didn't he, when they went to the Western Conference final? Yeah,
1: hmm. it might have been that summer. So it was like the year that they won the Cup. And then Quenville was the year before that. He came in the, the spring or the fall before that. So he was actually there, but he traded, you know, he was trading away guys that weren't really his guys anyway. And, yeah. You know, he was, again, he was forced to do that because of the fact that, you know, the cap was all fucked up. Uh,
0: which which is, is why, I mean, I'm really hoping for the Hawks to win it this year to give some of these guys kind of a last hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, come in with some fresh faces next year.
1: Yeah. I, it's it's going to be interesting. From what, uh, I don't know who I heard say it, but. Um uh, someone was talking oh, I th- I think it was Tree Tree on, on uh, Twitter when he was on the uh he was on with the hockey night guys, I think. He was saying that uh it's been pretty publicized or not publicized, but well known to people in the know in Rockford that uh Bowman and Quenville have requested that McNeil, Ro- uh Garrett Ross and uh Philip the No play together. All as, as often as possible. And hmm. uh so that I think they kind of think that those are three players that may be making the next step next year. So McNeil, McNeil for sure, because sure. I mean he was lighting up the AHL and scoring until he got hurt, and he's still. Um, I don't know what his, what his playoff stats are right now, but I know he ended the season on a hot streak. So he could be if they can if they can somehow beg someone to take Brian Bickle, he would be a, a nice replacement for Brian Bickle because he can't be much worse.
0: Don't so. try it on any no, 15, I mean, though. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> 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 you should get an achievement for that or a trophy.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. You the Albatross
0: Award. <laughs> yeah.
2: I ended up, I was able to trade him, like, after I won the Stanley Cup, and somebody gave me, or no, no, I got him at the trade deadline. Somebody gave me, like, Merid Zidlicki. And like a second round pick for
1: Brian Bickle.
0: I, would have I got that. and I still have this picture saved because it's this awesome. I got and I traded Andrew Shaw for Gustav Nyquist from the Red Wings. Oh my god. I know, like straight what? up yeah, straight up trade. I'll take that. I
1: know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I
2: traded Andrew Shaw and uh Michael Roosevelt for Antoine Vermette.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See,
2: Bowman. <laughs> I was actually,
1: I was actually able to make all of the trades that the Blackhawks made at this deadline, you know, through the game without cheating or anything. The only thing I had to do was add an extra. I think I had to add an extra draft pick in for uh, for Vermette. but other than that, almost all the trades were exactly the way that I had proposed them, which was you know, which was amazing. So anyway, now
0: looking back, chemo, uh, and f- yeah. Maybe not worth the second and third pick. No. Or second and fourth or whatever it is.
1: No. All right, let's, let let's let me wrap Good. up this Pred series here so we can get moving on to this wild series. Um, in uh, game six, uh, the goals were by Sharp, Taves, Kane, and Keith. Uh, the big dogs were stepping up and barking when needed. Uh, Taves and Keith each had three points. Kane had two points. Uh, Rose is slow, and uh, teaming <laughs> it continued to scare the hell out of everybody. <laughs> Uh, but so were the four. Uh, the four ahead of them at that point in time too. So they were scaring everyone as well. But um, so that's uh, that. That took the Blackhawks into the second round.
0: Uh, I got. I got to say something that was really awesome about yeah. game one and game six. Both games, the first off, it's the only time in NHL history where uh, two different goalies have come in in relief and won a, the, a game in the same playoff series. That's never happened before. And two. The goalie was replaced in the first period after giving up three goals on 12 shots. The goalie that came in didn't give up a single goal. Then Duncan Keith had the game winning goal to make the go- score four to three. Like, that's that was nuts to me. Yeah. All those, all oh, those yeah, planned it.
1: that was pretty crazy yep. for sure. Just
0: the way I chalked it up, yeah. <laughs>
1: They got lucky. They got. They definitely got. They had a couple of holes there that they dug themselves, and they got out of it, which was very lucky
0: by them. So Nashville's gonna be a tough team uh, for the next couple of years, as yeah. long as Renee can stay.
2: Especially when they get, especially when they get Phil Kessel.
0: <laughs> oh, don't! <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs>
1: I heard someone today uh, suggest uh, Phil Kessel to the Devils.
0: I would like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Keep him, keep him over in the other conference. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's why.
1: Yeah. So, um, and then I saw somewhere that uh, they were contemplating Dion Phaneuf going to the Oilers. That would be awesome.
0: That would be hilarious. <laughs> Maybe he can get in a fight with McDavid in like the first week of practice.
1: Break his leg or bust <laughs> yeah, his, knee his up. Leg. Yeah, break yeah. his leg. Big Boynton style. <laughs> oh, blame Boynton.
0: <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs>
1: yeah. he shouldn't even be here. <laughs> oh, it was Cam Barker this uh, this past year when he when he hurt Tavu in camp. Mm-hmm. He, oh, he crushed Tavu in practice in camp and then set him back because of that.
0: Well, yeah, it was Cam Barker. It was like he was just signed like a week before that too, and it was like yeah, for what Cam reason Barker we don't know. Alive. And then he just yeah. destroys him.
1: Yeah, no one else wanted them, but we just had to have them.
0: Yeah, it's like Dan Carcillo. I don't no like one else wanted him. He likes options, guys. Options. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he likes that element. Yeah, grit.
1: More grit. Grit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving forward to the uh, the Wild series, uh, game one was a four three win. Uh, Crawford started in net, stopped thirty of thirty three. Blackhawks came out to a big 3-0 lead which they then blew. Uh the Hawks uh they seem at this point they seem to ha- all have that one bad period. It uh, you know whatever it was first second third they always had that one bad period. Some games like the fir- like you said in game 1 and game 6 it was the first period but this one it was uh I think the second period. Uh goals were by sod Kane, Kruger and Tara Teravainen Tara scored that Ooh. winner that we talked about. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Vermont uh, <laughs> seems to be improving each game. Uh,
0: we, you know,
2: it's uh, amazing what happens when you play the guy in the correct position for yeah. you know, yeah. and with decent and so, ice time.
0: Playing him somewhere that he hasn't played since he was with Ottawa.
1: Yeah. Uh, this uh, Devin Dubnik was unsensational, which he's been the whole series. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of Yeah, expound on that a little bit later. Uh, this is. Oh, yeah, I've this, got some
0: stats for you guys. Oh, good series. Good.
1: Good, good. Um, this uh, I had to put this comment on This stupid 8:45 start on a Friday night was just ridiculous for two Central teams. I don't care what the I don't care what the NBC schedule is. They need to make it work out a little better than 8:45 start on a Friday Considering night. Considering
2: they have they have two they have four channels that they can play games on, and like just tonight you had two Eastern Conference teams playing at the same time on two separate channels. Why can't you do that for Western Conference teams?
0: What's worse though, eight forty-five on a Friday night to start the series, or eight o'clock on a Sunday night?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that was pretty bad too. That should have been an afternoon game.
0: Uh, tomorrow's
2: going to be brutal.
1: Yeah, great. I got to recap that. That's game. a
2: 9, That's a nine forty-five start for me tomorrow night, man. Fuck that shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got to recap that game. I'm gonna have to take a nap on and,
2: that. And like I, NBC, like that to go off your game with NBC being a bunch of assholes. Not only did they just, like, the game with the Tampa Bay uh, Canadians game went to overtime, so they started the Blackhawks game on NHL Network. I have AT&T. I don't get NHL Network. Mm-hmm. And because I'm in Indianapolis, and even though I'm in, I'm in the blackout market for the Chicago Blackhawks for Game Center Live,
1: mm-hmm.
2: NBC did not switch me over to the Blackhawks feed. So if I wanted to watch the Blackhawks, I had to pull out my phone and stream it on my phone yeah. it was garbage i was
0: fucking I mean, livid You get yeah oh man i used to sell that door-to-door uber <laughs> <laughs> yes. is awful but... they,
2: the only reason i have it is because they are the only provider in indianapolis that has comcast sportsnet chicago yep. like, yeah like comcast that's a, that's doesn't even have
0: comcast <laughs> yeah Pat
1: Pat's got AT&T, too and he's got the same problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw that on Twitter.
1: I I have Comcast and so I, I like rubbing it in that I have the NHL channel.
0: <laughs> and I'm just so, I was living in Florida for like four years and there is nothing down there, obviously. So like when I moved up here and I got like the basic cable package, I've got Comcast Sportsnet, I got WGN, NBC mm-hmm. Sports, I'm like, alright, I'm digging this
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, while the prices suck, I I can't complain too much about Comcast.
0: I've got, I mean, I've got RCN. I'm only paying like 100 bucks for really awesome internet and, I mean, all the channels I need.
1: No, I'm paying way more than that, that's for sure.
0: I've only got one TV, though, so. Yeah.
1: But I've got like, you know, the premium DVR that, you know, can go all over, you know, it's all over the oh, okay. house. And, TiVo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Terrifying. was thinking about, actually, I've been contemplating, I was telling these uh telling Pat at least, I was contemplating, seeing if I could, because uh, I have Apple TV as well, if I could, if there was a way that I could uh, do Apple TV and get all the same channels, and you can actually get an HD antenna that will give you a good majority of all the local stations and uh, and see what that would... I think uh, my in-laws have that, and they seem to be saving a shit ton of money a year by doing that. And they still get all really...
0: Something like Roku, too?
1: You can do that, yeah. You, well, those are all like apps that that you know you can yeah. use on Apple TV. So, the only, unfortunately, you got like a, you have to get like a subscription to like every channel, and not all of the channels have a standalone subscription. Like eight, like if you wanted HBO, you have to have a provider like AT T or Comcast to sign into it. You can't just get HBO without any other kind of. Well.
2: HBO just changed that like last week, actually. I know
1: they were going to get a standalone one. I didn't know they did yet, but yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, like, like with NHL, you know, with NHL, you don't, Game Center Live, you don't have to have a provider. You just have to have internet it, and, you know, sign in, of course, and, and, and buy the package. But not all movie channels and not all other channels have that just yet. But they will. Right. And when they do, I, I love my little Apple TV box. I mean, that's pretty cool for like 70 bucks or whatever it was, or 80 bucks. It's pretty cool. Plus, I could stream anything. Like, uh, I was giving Pat crap and I didn't want to do this. I went on like a whole Epics rant, basically, you know, <laughs> when, when that whole Epics thing was going on because I didn't agree with it. Because I'm like, you know, people don't want to stream horrible, right? stuff. People want to watch it on their TV. I got a 65 inch HD TV. That's where I want to watch my stuff. And I don't get Epics Con- on Comcast. So, because it was the Blackhawks, what I did is I actually streamed it off my iPad directly to my apple tv in high def and it looked beautiful so you know yep <laughs> anyway
2: i remember I, those i yeah. remember those rants
1: yeah i still was not too happy with that because i actually got into an argument with them on twitter <laughs> about it but then again i get, got gotten a fight about the uh the radio station the game too about their stupid <laughs> thing because you couldn't tune to their channel in some cars they're like, well, just pull up the app. I'm like, okay, so I'm supposed to fuck around with an app on my phone while I'm driving my car? Doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, we, you know, why is the you know the Cubs game, the whatever, you know, the, the 20th Cubs game of the year is taking precedence over the Blackhawks game who are, you know, the Blackhawks who are in the playoffs. It was a whole thing. But anyway... um, <clears throat> Back to the Wild Series. Um, where was I? Uh, you know, pretty much we finished this one. I, I just talked about the 845 start, which sucked. Um, and then the last part of my head on that Wild Series was Brian Bickle credited with 11 hits, which um, is unheard right. of. Anyone getting 11 hits in a game is unheard of. And if Brian Bickle got 11 hits in that game, we definitely would have seen more of them than that He may have gotten okay. five, maybe okay. six.
2: But you got that, hometown scorer, man. Yeah. Every bump and bruise is a hit. And,
1: and I might as well yeah, I might as well mention it now. The the following game, Bickle's credit with twelve hits. So he gets thir- twenty three hits in two games, which is it must be like a record or something because
0: I wonder if maybe Stan Bowman's taking account uh, of all those hits so he can up his trade value and send him off to Calgary or something in the offseason.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's not that's not too far of a stretch because I could see people doing that. I, I I heard a story somewhere about uh, that had happened to someone where basically <laughs> the GM went down to the, the score and said, "Hey, every time you get a chance, throw an extra hit in there because we want to up his trade value in the off season." I can't remember who the story was about. It was someone like in the '80s, but it did ha- it, the rumor has it the, that 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 actually did happen, and, and I would be surprised. Oh God.
2: I could just see this now. The Calgary <laughs> Flames top line next year. Brian Bickle.
1: I know where you're going with Sam this. B-
2: Brian Bickle, Sam Bennett,
0: and fucking Brandon Bolick. <laughs> 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 okay, Brandon Bolick has more goals in the playoffs right now than Steven Stamkos. Yes,
1: he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe He's got he's-
0: that Stanley Cup
2: leadership, man. <laughs>
1: I I can't believe it myself that he actually that, that the, he game
0: two of the two thousand thirteen Stanley Cup, so he's got all the experience he needs. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: He was so five bad that Quenville didn't even want to play him in the playoffs. <laughs> he played all eighty two games oh. and then they couldn't get he couldn't get on the ice in the playoffs.
2: And when he did it was like five minutes a night.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's a regular thing for at least one person on the fourth line.
0: So anyway, this season or I should this season, uh, this series so far, I mean, line uh, time on ice has been relatively consistent. I mean, obviously, your first and second line are going to be eating up monster numbers. But like you look between third and fourth liners, they're all getting about, I don't know, like 10, 11, 12 minutes with I mean, unless you add in some of the power play time, too, but. But yeah, I, I was. Well,
2: yeah, I, I mean, that's what happens when you have a real fourth line. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, exactly, or a real third line, because for the greater part of the season, the third line was always the crap team, but it was like Versteeg, Bickle, and like Richards or something. Shaw, yeah, Shaw, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. The third line was like where people, where players went to die uh, yeah. during the regular season. <laughs> the fourth line has always always been pretty decently consistent
0: you know also it's got kruger on it so you know he's always going to be out there in the defensive zone
1: yeah and, and they had bed for a while and i and i honestly have no problem with uh andrew desjardins playing he's, yeah
0: he's, I, I totally thought he was going to be nothing more than saving salary uh saving salary cap and uh and stone him away in the in the press box but yeah he's been a pleasant surprise
1: yeah there was a couple times where uh you would have expected a fourth-line player to just basically play hot potato with the puck. As soon as he got it, he'd just dump it out of the zone just so mm-hmm. he could get a change. And I saw him at least twice last game where he actually protected the puck, controlled the puck, brought it up the ice, and actually made a decent play instead of just trying to look for an outlet pass. Like, you know, he didn't know what to do with the puck. I was kind of impressed with that. So
0: Remember, he was with the Sharks, so yeah, he's he a lot more confidence now. Yeah. The Sharks.
1: Yeah, he's 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 not a bad player. I mean, I don't like I said I don't see him necessarily coming back next year, but you know, who knows if they can get him for a cheap deal, I I wouldn't be opposed to him being, you know, uh, you know, a 12th forward or something like that. 12th, 13th forward.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. Who I thought, I think he's better than Nordstrom. Yeah, I agree. Nordstrom is so vanilla, man. He just he doesn't really do anything. He's just there. <laughs> he, he doesn't like. Should can change. We, can we change his first, first name to Page? Has he hasn't. He, he's just there. Like he's just he. He doesn't do anything necessarily really bad, but like he doesn't do. I don't know. He amazes me.
2: And the thing is, it's like he's he's a completely different player when he's Rockford when he's in Rockford. It's almost like Joel Quenville has beaten all the creativity out of him.
1: Well, yeah. I, I, he, Joel Quenville's done it to a lot of players.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, Ben Smith, um, <laughs> one of them. Uh, Jeremy Liger. Morin.
1: We we didn't even Jeremy. mention Jeremy Morin.
0: That's another player that shouldn't have been gone at the thirteenth hour. Yeah. For Tim Erickson, are you kidding me? Tim Erickson. Well, you know
1: what?
2: Hey, I wonder if they knew about that heart condition thing and they wanted to get get rid of him before it became a problem. But, I know? don't
1: know. I think that 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 that's a if they knew that and they didn't disclose it. Eesh, the uh, the Blue Jackets have quite a lawsuit on their hands, I would think. Yeah. Or some kind it of...
0: Like, it was like when uh, the Cubs gave the uh, Boston Red Sox Matt Carpenter that like somewhat decent prospect of pitcher for Theo Epstein. And then it turns out he like blows his elbow out like one game later. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't <pushed> <laughs> Yep.
1: Yeah, that's that's a touchy thing. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to see it the right. Cause I don't think, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I, I honestly don't think that they knew, but, uh, they hit, I mean, they had problems at more and all along. They, for some reason, Quenville just didn't like what he was bringing. He wasn't doing everything that Quenville wanted him to do. And,
0: uh, I mean, I know he didn't score this year and this is rehashing stuff from November, but like, I know he didn't score, but he looked like he was just snake bitten, you know, it was like sharp for the better part of, uh, from, Like January to to May or April, where he yeah. just could not score. He was doing everything right. Yeah, but
2: he he wasn't he wasn't in that circle where he gets the benefit of the doubt.
0: Well, yeah, what and obviously Sharp gets in. The, I mean, I'm obviously going to give Sharp the benefit of the doubt. He's Canadian sports <laughs> goals for the or Canadian uh, Olympic. Boom. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but he was He's there. He's a sexy piece of man meat too. <laughs> That's true.
1: Yeah, but even if you if you if you take it down a notch from sharp, Christopher Stieg.
0: I yes, that's where Christopher I a...
1: Stieg has the same downfalls as any of those young kids, where you know he gets in a neutral zone and he doesn't dump it. He tries to make one too many moves. He doesn't, you know, he does all those stupid things that get those young guys benched. But Christopher Stieg doesn't get benched.
0: How hot that Versteeg was at the beginning of the year, though, and that totally just. Throw shade on anybody who's trying to make it in the lineup.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, last year Versteeg was shit, and they still yeah. couldn't get him out of the lineup. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know that necessarily it really made that much of a difference. It just made people shut up a little bit that because Versteeg was actually producing something, so they're like, oh well, okay, he's not making a lot of money, he's actually producing. We'll just shut up now. But when he goes back to shitty Versteeg, then he it it's that you know, and he's playing top line, you know. Second line minutes uh, <clears throat> over, you know, a young, promising, you know, one of the youngest, promising players in coming up in the NHL in Tara Vinen who's sitting on the bench watching Christopher Stieg do nothing.
0: And I'm happy Taravainen finally is in the lineup, but I am just a little cautious of the fact that he's nothing but right wing right now. Like yeah. now, he going to throw in at center next year. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. like, second line. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. Well, it's, they I guess they still intend on playing him in center. We'll see.
0: I, I mean, I hope so, Andrew
2: Burnett.
1: <laughs> 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 oh god, I could go, we could go through a list of of people that got brought <laughs> into play center for the Blackhawks that were just complete abominations like Ryan Johnson Michael and Hansen. Brendan Morrison. They
0: brought in. They made Patrick Kane a second line center in 2012. Mm -hmm. Like that was a thing. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember. 2012. Yeah. Oh,
2: oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was.
0: I mean, it was brutal. I was actually. I was like hoping the Hawks would get Derek Roy. That's how bad it got. Where I was like, maybe he could do something. Back when he was somewhat decent with the Sabers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can't disagree. I was hoping for anything because they haven't had a second line center in a long time.
0: I actually wasn't upset with Hanzus when they traded for him. I was like, "Hey, it's somebody." <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. Well, and then they beat the hell out of that dead horse. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, well, yeah. He's Hans-Zus is the same situation as Roosevelt, where you know he was a guy that filled a role, and you won a cup, and then you became loyal to him, mm-hmm. and you kept him for too long, and mm-hmm. yeah. sacred cow. I don't know when to kill yeah. him.
1: Yeah. Or or you give him no trade clauses like Roosevelt.
0: Oh man! Oh was... god! <laughs> Wait, how old are you, Roosevelt? Nah, no trade clause. No big deal.
1: <laughs> two million dollars and a no trade clause for Michael Roosevelt.
0: That's what you give. I don't know, Nick Letty. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, you'd probably give him more than two million, but yeah, for sure. Give him no trade clause, I would give. I would be okay with that. Twenty twenty-one year old. Yeah. <sighs> whatever. So the last two games here, uh, Minnesota, uh, the second game uh, back here in Chicago, uh, the Blackhawks won 4-1. Uh, Crawford was in net, <clears throat> saved 31 of 32. Uh, the Dumba goal was sort of weak, but it, it showed to be irrelevant. Uh, Crawford was kind of deep in his net on that one. His glove, w- he, his glove was a little low, but you know what? I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to pick on him too much. I mean, a 4-1 winner, you can't really... Um... Then uh, this game, he actually also... Uh, this is where he debuted his new mask. And then he takes a high shot from... Uh, was it Scandella? I think it was Scandella.
2: I think it was Scandella, yeah. Yeah.
1: Took a hard shot from Scandella right in a mask. And from what it looks like, he uh, de- <laughs> the mask got destroyed. It almost looks like it knocked him out, though, the way he went down.
2: Yeah. Oh, and- God. I mean... The whole—I have a whole thing about this, and I think he said the mask got dented, and so once it's dented, you can't really use it anymore. I'm sure you know that, Gate. But um, like, if you're gonna have a concussion protocol in the NHL, uh, you probably should use it for goalies too. Like I I, I, the too. whole thing where Eddie was like, Eddie, Eddie Olchek was like, "Well, I don't—I don't even know if they have rules for goalies," and I'm like, the dude took a shot off the noggin and was clearly dazed. Yeah, like he was. they should have stopped yeah, he they was. should have stopped. and he should have he should have been taken to the back and examined and I'm gl- you know he's okay now yeah. and all that but Jesus Christ like if you're going to have a, a protocol use it consistently it's that ridiculous
0: I'm there like I, I completely agree with you where he yeah totally dazed and if you're it's so it is it's so lucky that they they he turned, you know, he comes in a post game. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. No big deal. But it, what if he wasn't, you know? What if he yeah. was like was just like drooling out of his mouth while dazing off at the candy machine in the corner? And he has no idea where he's at. Like that's the guy you left in the game. Are you kidding me?
2: Well, yeah, uh, and there was. It's not like it's not like there was a full game left. There was like six minutes left.
0: Yeah, and that's Scott. Darwin, and you're up four to one. <laughs> and
2: it was it it was amazing to me that a, a, an organization like the Blackhawks that is so PR conscious, you know, and this was right after Carcillo put out that video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to allow Crawford to just take one off the noggin and just not even, not even flinch. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. You can
0: just say all oh, the players, the player says they're fine. Obviously the player wants to play like a lot of players
1: say they're fine. I'm sure exactly. Bacchus said he was fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, well, remember remember
2: the Epic series um, in that game in December with Nashville, where they had to take uh they had to take Taves out, and he didn't want to come out. He no. was trying to play through it.
0: Yeah. Same thing happened to Shaw, too. Mm-hmm. I remember that earlier this season.
1: Yeah. it's uh,
0: been fine, but.
1: It would have been a little bit uh, tense to, you know, your goalie that's, you know, your goalie's playing pretty well, having to take him out of the game for a concussion thing. But I definitely couldn't argue against it. You know, he was, he was <laughs> dazed. You fall down. The way he fell down, the way he was scrambling around the crease. Yeah. I mean,
2: he, he was holding himself up with his stick. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ! You wow, watch yeah.
1: him fall back and just sit back head. on his knees,
0: like leaning like on the net.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was not. He, he was dazed. I mean, you could tell the You could just tell. I mean, I've been hit with plenty of shots, you know, in the in the cage, and uh, you know, these are players that don't shoot as hard as NHL players shoot, and uh, it, it'll ring your bell. It it's, it just you know. And those masks are designed to not you 're not supposed to be able to take a shot square on the mask unless it 's in the cage you can 't really avoid that in the cage, but the the way that they 're streamlined they're it 's made so that the puck should hopefully unless you get one like right in the center of the forehead, the puck should glance off and, and you never get you know the full force of a puck on it so i don 't know where it hit him that it got him you know because it looked like it got him pretty solid so what i'm thinking is that it got part of the cage where the cage is at which you know is that yeah. is that, you know if it if it got like in the uh like the temple area maybe or just above the eyebrow where the cage meets the mask that's the only thing i can think of i originally thought that where uh where the mask was broken was the cage which is easily replaceable you, you know you just you know you can get a new cage and screw it on in 5 minutes so but apparently uh from Know, all the people that have responded since that you know the mask itself was actually broken so
2: yeah that's crazy i mean
1: yeah that, was, that was i mean yeah
2: and it all comes back to this like tough guy attitude that all these players are like they're taught from like childhood to be mm-hmm. like to play through injury
0: that's, and not a kid
2: no oh, you gotta be you gotta be tough and gritty and I mean, like Henrik Lundqvist, like he could have died on the ice, and yet he continued to play. I remember, like,
0: yeah, my freshman year in high school, I broke my ankle, and I had coaches telling me, "Oh, you know, injuries are like ninety percent mental." I'm like, my bone <laughs> is broken. <laughs> are you yeah. kidding?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I played football all through grammar school and junior high, and all through high school, and one of the biggest uh football programs in illinois at the time and uh yeah <laughs> there were definitely a couple times where my bell was rung even in like junior high where we'd have these tackling drills where it was just helmet on helmet contact constantly mm-hmm. and i um, i'm sure that my bell was rung quite a few times that uh i just basically just thought of it as uh you know i just you know just got my bell you know quote unquote got your bella rung well, that's, you know, nowadays we find out that, you know, having your bell rung is basically, you know, it you know, at least a minor concussion. Yeah. So, right. You know, who knows? You know, I'm just I am probably I'm, I'm I probably have some sort of uh, mental deficiencies from it, but who knows? Oh,
2: we know. We know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Between that and getting hit in the head with pucks all the time, I, I guess, you know.
0: Not hey, too smart. We're not even here. You're just talking to your computer right now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You guys are just voices in my head. (laughs) It's very crowded in here. (laughs) So anyway, uh, finishing up that that wild game, game two. Uh, Blackhawks goals. Uh, Taze had the shorthanded goal. Kane had an even strength goal and an empty net goal. And Sharp had a goal. So they're the the big money players for the Blackhawks scoring again. That was uh, the... uh, Hose and Taves two on zero, shorthanded after beating oh, Ryan oh, Suter.
0: when that happened.
2: That was that was beautiful.
0: I, you know, everyone goes on. Too, it's two on zero on the on the, on the, on the penalty kill. Like yeah. I was like, I I got on my seat when I saw Hossa get the break, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's scoring.
1: Yeah, those are two the two players that the Wild did not want to see on the ice yeah. for that.
0: The one thing if it was like Kruger and like I don't know Versteeg for some reason, Desjardins
1: or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when it when it was when it was Hosa and Taves, you knew it was, and, and and actually, you know, Dubnik did make the save. And uh but then then it hit the the, the knob. Yeah, hit the knob of his stick and just made it over the line. So uh yeah, the Kane had the two goals. Um Tevu is on fire. Uh he's you know playing very well.
2: He's a friggin' beast. Yeah Jesus. He's,
1: He's just looking more and more confident all the time now, and, it, and maybe it's because of the fact that there's really no one that's going to take him out of the lineup if Versteeg is "quote unquote" hurt. You know, who are they going to put ahead of him? You know, are they going to put Nordstrom? Well, I in think there?
2: Quenville said today that uh, Versteeg could play. Oh God! Like he's ready to he's go, like... but I don't think as long as the Blackhawks keep winning, I mean Quenville's M.O. He's not going to change the lineup. So. Okay. Oh, especially yeah. when that third line was like a plus sixteen corsi last night I mean Jesus Christ
0: yeah it's
2: that's and then, your uh, third line
0: yeah uh, i i I mentioned i I remember tweeting this out a couple times during table's first little stretch here uh when he got a shot in like what was that February late February ish yeah but uh, I, I kept mentioning you know I was like man this guy gets more time he gets more he gets more confidence he's gonna start looking pretty ridiculous out there and because he, he, he kind of reminds me and I'm not saying he's Patrick Kane, but he has that elusiveness a bit you know he knows how to handle he's got really great vision and he's just got a sneaky shot And when he has the confidence to like just put that shot where he wants it like he did uh, like he did in game one where he's just kind of out of off, off to the left uh, left point. And just off the cross or off the post and in, like, didn't even see it coming. Dubnik didn't even see it coming. You start to see Tavo start to do those things. Man, it's it's scary for other teams now.
1: Yeah, he's got like a, a confidence to him that he knows he can pull off a you know a slick pass or a pass that most people aren't going to be able to pull off. He or did that,
0: through, you know.
1: Yeah, he did it a couple times last game. He he did one where he uh, he fed Andrew or uh, Antoine Vermette. And uh, I'm turning into fucking petrified. Well, I
2: think I think the key for Tavo is that you know he's always been been making those passes, but the problem was is he was playing with Bickle and Shaw, it's true. and those fucking those fucking lunkheads can't handle a pass if they tried. So uh,
0: yeah. that was the other thing. Know.
2: And then I when couldn't, they even, were, I couldn't playing, even count on one hand like how many times Shar Bickle fucked up a perfect pass from Tebo. Yeah.
0: They were playing Tarvainen, Sod, and Vermet, or or instead of Sod, it was uh, Sharp there for a little bit, and they looked fantastic during the regular season. And out of nowhere, you know, bench Tarvainen, put I mean obviously Sod on the first line makes sense. Yeah. See, but. It was just like they had some really good scoring chances. It was like a three or four game stretch, and then all of a sudden he just mixes it up again.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad we're going to see a lot, or I'm hoping we're going to see a lot more. I'm glad we've seen more of him, so we'll see how things go. He also uh, that that pass that he tried to make to Vermette yesterday, Vermette, I don't even think for some reason Vermette couldn't handle it, but it was it was a really nice pass, nice you know kind of pillow soft pass, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, Vermet was the third man in he was the late guy coming in the trailer and uh, for some reason Vermette couldn't handle it I don't know <laughs> because it, it couldn't have been any more perfect of a pass and then he also uh, Terry also made kind of a sneaky pass that uh, I believe he got uh, sharpened behind the wild defense as well it was yeah, another pass that actually faked the camera the yeah it actually yeah. faked the cameraman out because <laughs> the cameraman didn't even know where it was going
0: yeah, so, Dubnik had a had a really good save on that one. Otherwise, it would have been another uh, goal and assist yeah. for Sharp and Taravina. Yeah,
1: so um, we talked about uh, Bickle and his twelve hits, which is idiotic. Uh, this is the second game where Dubnik looks uh, average at best, which is exactly what I said he was before the series. I said that he, sooner or later, Dubnik's going to have to come back down to earth because there's a reason that Dubnyk was passed around the league. He wasn't just automatic, you know, just because he comes to Minnesota, now he's a Vezina guy. He was just playing, you know, well above what his what his yeah, skill set is. I mean, he, was,
2: he was the fourth goaltender for Montreal last year. I mean, Jesus Christ.
0: He was the goaltender <laughs> for Edmonton. Anybody who's yeah. a goaltender for Edmonton, you know it's not going to end well.
1: Yeah, and then he was a backup to terrible Mike Smith. In Phoenix.
0: Yeah. Oh you know, my I, God.
2: Yeah. If, I mean if 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 Dubnik's this good, why is he backing up Mike Smith who was like had like a six point goal, oh goals against or some shit. Yeah. Jeez.
0: He, Mike, he's, Mike he, Dick Smith. <laughs> he's
1: a decent goalie with some size and for a while there he played out of his mind and his defense played well in front of him, but right now he's looking like the Devin Dubnik that uh that uh, Montreal ended up with, and the Phoenix ended up with, and that the Oilers originally had and had nothing to do with. I
2: mean, it's just like, I mean, the thing is, he was, is, in, he you was know, in
1: Nashville too for a while, wasn't he? Didn't I think Nashville yeah. had him?
2: Yeah, I think he was a backup for for Rene for no, a while. I, I,
1: I think Rene got when Rene got hurt. I think they signed Dubnyk, or somehow yeah. got Dubnyk in a trade or something. I don't know. Whatever the case is, he was terrible everywhere else, and now all of a sudden, magically, he's this wonderful goalie. Who's you well?
2: Know. The thing is, you got to remember is Minnesota doesn't give up very much. I mean, they're they're still somewhat of a trap team. Yeah, they're they're, they don't give up players, very you know. many chances. You know, right? So. Which is
1: which is going to make a goalie look a little bit better. Which makes you wonder how, just how bad Darcy Kemper and Nicholas Backstrom were. Because if they're not giving up a lot of chances, and they were losing at the rate they were losing. Yikes! Yeah,
0: yeah it's starting to show. I mean, uh, the weaknesses. I don't know if you guys checked out the Corsi four percentages, but Minnesota has the worst out of all teams remaining right now. They're at like forty six percent, and the Blackhawks have the best at like fifty three point two seven or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like Minnesota's they were, starting. To-
2: they were under. They were underwater under water uh, under against St. Louis too. I,
0: yeah. mean. I mean, that's just, but, I mean, it's St. Louis. St. Louis had the best Corsi 4 percentage in the entire, out of everyone, through their six games. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Jake Allen but, and yep. Ken Hitchcock, so. <laughs> Jake Allen. Jake yeah. Allen. Jake uh, Allen.
1: Oh, and I do have to circle back the last last shoutcast. Me and Pat went on, on Rampage, and I said, listen, if you're going to go with Scott, uh, Scott Darling, then go with Scott Darling. Don't play this every other game thing. And I, uh, uh, which maybe kind of look kind of dumb, but in my defense, I also did say that uh, the, really the only reason, the only way, uh, you know, after, if you're going to shake the confidence of your starting goalie and pull Crawford and then not let him start, the only way he can end up back in the game, you know, back in the starting position is if you have to put him back in there because Darling failed, which gives him no pressure
2: right exactly. and, and that's yeah.
1: a, that, that's yeah. end what ended up actually happening that 's a situation that happened that got him back in the you know where he 's at because otherwise you, you if you throw him in to start the series and then he sucks again it's just like you're just constantly knocking his confidence down and down and down and down and down, and down. you can't you can't play this game you know you, you, your starting goalie has got to be your starting goalie, so in one respect I, I, you know. They you know, kind of look stupid, but in another respect, at least it was the, what I actually said it was with yeah. the way you had to throw them back in there. Because that was really the only way it was going to work.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I just love how the Blackhawks have made two Vesna nominees look fucking hapless.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they can do that. I mean, they are the Blackhawks, so, you know, sometimes, sometimes we don't realize the greatness that we have in front of us. I mean,
0: I mean, there's Rina and Dubnik. Was there another? Oh, Price. Yeah. Yeah. They're about right. to. Get, they're about to get swept by Tampa. Dang! If only we could have met them in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Right. As a trophy winner or uh, finalists out.
1: Yeah. Well, it's gonna. You know. You know. I. I don't want to look too far ahead, but you know. I, I. I'm interested to see what's gonna happen in this Ducks series because you know while the Ducks have played two teams that, you know. Are okay. Um, I think the Hawks could have wiped the floor with either one of those teams as well in the mm. playoffs.
2: Yeah, I mean the Ducks are
0: good, but they don't scare me. They don't have a defense Maybe. or goaltending. I don't think they do. The
1: thing that the thing that, that has always been the problem with the Ducks, and I kind of brought this up in my argument with you know rotating goalies was the Ducks and their goalie situation. While they're playing the same goalie now because they keep winning, if he loses two or three games in a row, it's going to be go- it's going to be quote unquote goalie controversy and in, in, in Anaheim again.
0: If they lose two in a row, that's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, their goalie, yeah. their goalies, they don't have stellar goalies there. Some well, people may say they don't have. have and, yeah,
0: and some practice. people have said
2: the only reason the only reason Frederick Anderson's playing every game is because. John Gibson is hurt Yep, and their backup is Jason LaBarbera. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's not exactly giving me the warm and fuzzies. Uh, but because they're playing against two teams that were, you know, not all that stellar. Yeah. Well, you know, the Jets kind of own the Blackhawks for a lot of the the regular season, but I mean, the playoffs are a whole different animal. Yeah. I I think the Blackhawks could have wiped the floor with Calgary or, uh, Winnipeg if they would have played them but
0: oh yeah. yeah who's actually afraid of them like come on
1: I wasn't at all and and me yeah. and Pat went to that game one of those games I and the only the reason
0: that they beat up the Hawks in the in the regular season was because of Michael Hutchinson having a golden horse show up his butt the entire yeah. time yep
1: <laughs> those left-handed goalies you gotta love them <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I got I I have all that love for those left-handed goalies because I'm one of them
0: I'm left-handed too. Uh, but uh, I would have, I don't know. I was I was first baseman, and it, so I, and I was obviously never a goalie. But yeah, left hand or catch with your right hand.
1: Yeah, well, that's the weird thing is that when I like play baseball, I catch like a right-handed person.
0: Oh but no When way. I play
1: goalie, I play. I taught myself when I was a kid. My dad bought me left-handed equipment, and I just because I'm pretty much ambidextrous. Uh, I pretty I pretty much just taught myself to play goalie left-handed, and I just stuck with it. But like, there's young. There's like, I have pictures of myself playing like ball hockey when I was a kid, playing goalie, right-handed. <laughs> so I've played both ways, but you know, I I picked I picked a way and stuck with I bet it. But you
2: did. <laughs> Dang it. That hey, hey, hey. <laughs>
1: yeah. <clears throat> of course, I picked the wrong way to play because it's harder to get equipment when you're left-handed. But I yeah. didn't know that at the time.
0: Baseball. Basically. Yeah. Left-handed gloves you can find, or outfielder, or not outfielder, or uh, first baseman gloves. Luckily, that's what I played. But yeah.
1: All right, uh, game two, finishing us up. Uh, Dubnik looks average. The pay, uh, the power play was putrid. Still, they was they're terrible. Keith had thirty minutes of ice time, which is insane uh, and stupid because he, there's no way he can hit play two more series it's playing. You know, thirty minutes a game. Uh, Vermette, this was his ba- best game as a Blackhawk. I thought he was a real legitimate threat. He was controlling the puck. He was winning faceoffs. He was looking really good out there. Um, the shots were even, but the Blackhawks had more, far more quality chances. And uh, on the night, Ryan Suter was a negative four, which was a big ouch. And I said, at least our Roseval only makes two million dollars a year. So you know,
2: I I've been look watching like Ryan Suter just looks dead. Like well, I, mean, we, I mean, you got to think, Minnesota's, and Minnesota's been playing playoff hockey since January. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Souter just looks fucking exhausted like you put from Ryan, the beginning of the game on.
0: You put Ryan Souter on the Hawks where he's only gotten to go 25 minutes a night and has only had to go 25 minutes a night since January 1st, and that guy is a beast, but because he's on the Minnesota, Minnesota Wild – where he's got to play 32 minutes a night and be the entire defense like of course he's going to get burned by Patrick Kane three time Brendan Sod, like
1: and Marion Hosa
0: and yeah Marion Hosa
1: yeah no he uh I, I said it a couple times like has anyone even noticed a shift when Ryan Suter was out there unless I've, he's been sport on i don't think in three in three games i don't think i've really noticed he's really been noticeable at all and that's not like him so there's something yeah. up,
0: you know. He, yeah, the only he, time I noticed him was when Brandon Sod scored in the first what seventy five seconds of, oh, the, of game one. And yeah. he just went right around Suter. Yeah, he did too, though. So that, like I said, the only time I've noticed him so far is when he's getting burned.
1: Yeah, and a little bit of a a little bit of a, uh, a, bit of a pre uh, highlight film thing that I lead off of my uh, my highlight film with that Sod goal.
2: Oh, that thing was beautiful. Yeah,
1: that's the first goal highlight of the. Uh, so that's a spoiler alert.
2: After, after that goal, I actually literally got on my knees and kneeled before Saad. <laughs> <TV>.
1: <laughs> yeah, when he did that, I was just like, "Oh my God, you're kidding!" I like had my I had my forehead, and I'm like, "Cause that's, you know, it's not like it's he's playing against Michael Roosevelt. I and mean, he's playing against a pretty good defenseman, and he just <laughs> he just muscled right through him."
0: I run the uh, I run the city on the take Twitter feed whenever the Hawks games are on and like I I was like fumbling trying to write meals before sun like yeah. I was eating dinner slash like couldn't keep the phone in my hand yeah
1: <laughs> I, I could I couldn't believe that either that was sickening uh that's, which is exactly why the Blackhawks are gonna have to pay big money this year but it'll be worth it
0: yeah That's so. another one of your four guys
1: yeah so let's wrap up this last game here too um. Last night, uh, the Blackhawks won one nothing Shout-out win. Crawford and Net saved all 30 shots. He made several grade-A saves. Uh, there were a couple in there that, uh, you know, he looks like he's starting to get dialed in, which is really good to see with what went on in the first round. Um, the only goal was by Patrick Kane. was on the power play uh, uh, immediately after I mentioned how both teams had dog-shit power plays. I was just hitting tweet and that Kane goal happened.
2: <laughs> well, you know what, and it was funny because it was it was it was gonna be a dog shit power play yeah. play. It was a broken play and just somehow it found Kane. I mean it was gonna be another wild neutral zone break and just clear it out, but
1: yeah. yeah Kane caught up to it and then and, and beat him at a bad angle.
0: You plays Andrew Shaw with Saad or Tavo on the first power play unit and that will be a completely different animal. I, I could guarantee that.
1: Yeah, why Tave is not on the power play it. is
0: killing me. I would take my, I mean a fourth liner if you think about it. He's a fourth line winger on your power play.
2: Yeah. I I feel like if you put if, if you put Vermette out there instead of Shaw because Vermette has power play experience and he's a bigger body than Shaw and he's really really good like standing in front of the net on the power play
0: that's another reason why I always argued for Bickle too I mean he's six foot four 230 40 pounds like he's I mean by pure physics alone he's bigger than the goaltender and he's gonna block the like block the uh, view of the the net binder
1: and if that's why you're gonna keep him around is for playoff hockey when all that muck is in front of the net why not throw him out there
0: I mean yeah that's how he made his 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 last contract was because of that exact style of play and yeah i mean why not play to that strength it's it's all he's got yep <laughs> other than three million hits in 47
2: I, mean, I, I i i distinctly remember antoine Vermette destroying us in 2012 mm-hmm. in front of the net power play for the coyotes it was it was brutal
1: yeah yeah
0: Yes. I also distinctly remember Raffy Torres illegally destroying what too. Yeah, uh, oh.
1: yeah. I I actually went to one. That's one of the few playoff games I've been to in the last, you know, little while. I went to the one game where they lost in overtime on the stupid uh, breakaway that went through Crawford's. Snuck through Crawford's legs. Oh, man. I think it was. I think it was Bodker maybe or something like that. It was just, uh, oh, it was terrible. I was standing in the stands with my arms in the air going, Dad, it can't end like this. No. Because <laughs> it was like just a squeaker between his legs. They made the original save, and it kind of just dribbled in in overtime. Ugh. Yeah, the playoff game
0: I've to, because they are insanely expensive tickets, was uh, game two of the 2010 Stanley Cup final with Ben Eager with a game winning goal.
1: Oh god. <laughs> Blackhawk uh, Chicago Wolves legend as Pat would call him Ben Eager. <laughs> it,
0: it was an it was an insane game though because hosts scored and then it was like 40 seconds later like we're still singing Chelsea dagger and then all of a sudden you hear ping, you know Ben Eager goes top shelf and like Erupts again, and it, you know Nami st- stood on his head for like forty saves or something. And like yeah. it was it was an awesome game.
1: I wish I could have went to a win. <laughs> and the only reason I <laughs> went was because it was free tickets. A uh, friend of mine uh, can't remember who we worked for. Was it DirecTV or something? We were able to get tickets in like a two hundred level, which was really nice.
0: Yeah, mine was standing room only, and I'd I'd do it all over again. Oh, mm. I went to two. I went
2: to two games this year, and they were both losses. So yeah,
1: I think I went. I think I went to one this year with Pat and it was uh T- Tara Vinen's first I was, goal.
2: I was at that game.
1: <laughs> Tara Vinen's first goal against uh the Winnipeg?
0: Winnipeg? Yeah, I yeah, was, was at that game. I remember we? tweeting at you guys.
1: Yeah, we were there uh I uh, was that was, Car- was Carcillo got suspended.
0: That was the night before yeah. I that was the night before my wedding. That was my uh <laughs> I was watching that at my uh, rehearsal dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Very cool. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, t- I,
2: won those, I won those tickets through, like, their Insider podcast or whatever. Oh, really? They were, like, 200 level seats. They were beautiful. It was, it was
1: awesome. Yeah, we were up 300. Pat uh, Pat got tickets, and he... Yeah. And then
2: the other game I went to was in Columbus that Pat was also oh, yeah, at. Apparently, right. yeah, that's right.
1: you were telling me that. <laughs> Following Pat around, you freaking stalker. Yeah. Now here you are on the Shoutcast. <laughs> Oh God! All right, let's. All right, I gotta got, uh, got wrap this up here. I'm
0: um, gonna say I've got stats on the um, on the whole Crawford because you know how Minnesota just loves to chant opposing goals.
1: <laughs> Derek I mean, loves that.
0: <laughs> oh, so oh. so in this series, in the three games so far, Crawford has 90 saves on 94 shots for a 957 save percentage. Dubnik has 79 saves on 87 shots for a 90.8 save percentage. <laughs> also Crawford has a shot. Dubnik. <laughs> and the Hawks are up 3-0 oh. in the series and have never trailed. Not nope. once. And
2: oh my god. Oh, jeez. Like if you're going to do a goalie chant, like do it right. Like you're being shut out, you're losing the series. <laughs> like do it right. Like Chant the goalie when he's doing bad, not when he's beating the shit out of you. And,
0: and I'm pretty sure he has two shutouts and like a 948 save percentage in his career against the Wild in the playoffs too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like yeah, please keep saying his name because we all know who's owning you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, it was pretty I, funny. like every, I started chirping at people, Minnesota Wild fans last night. Like. No. As soon as the game was over, I was like. I just would just spam them with Dubnik, Dubnik. <laughs> you retweeted my shut out <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's like, and they would always cheer, like, when Dubnik made a save. they do, like, the
1: doob
2: thing. And I'm like, look, he wouldn't have to make those sprawling, amazing saves if he wasn't fucking out of position every other fucking shot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Love I love my giant position goalies. I love Darlene and Crawford because I don't have to worry about those sprawling saves.
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, and we've gone over that. You know, I'm of course a Corey Crawford apologist. I've always liked Crawford. I liked Crawford since I believe it was 08. The first time he came up and played, um, I thought that he was going to be the next goal, you know, next Blackhawks goalie. He was he could back up uh, Hobby Bowen, and then they went out and signed Huey, and I always hated Huey. I didn't like Huey before he came here because I didn't think he was that good a goalie. And then the Blackhawks threw a ton of money at him, and that whole ordeal was a whole mess. And, he ended up uh, in
0: like France or something. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, uh, isn't
2: he playing in the world? Huey's playing in like the world, the World Championships, isn't he? Get out
0: of here! Is he really?
2: That's what I heard. Yeah
0: or something does france even have a team
2: (laughs) i don't know but like the uh, nhl history girl oh my god she posted this picture of huey from like some kind of fashion photo shoot where he's wearing (laughs) skates and tight pants and he's shirtless and he's on the ice with a goalie
0: stick oh geez oh it is fucking hilarious you gotta send that to me up here yeah and if it. there's only one that – if there's anyone in the NHL that can pull it off, it's Patrick Sharp, not Cristobal Huey. No.
1: <laughs> no, I hated Cristobal – oh, God, did I hate Huey. I hated him.
0: I liked Niemi, but, I mean, obviously things happen and I'd rather have Jalmerson at this point. Yeah. And, uh, I, I liked Crawford when he first came up and saved Marty Turco's ass. Yep. But he had a really rough series the very next year against okay. – uh, well they then phoenix now arizona and uh yeah he did yeah and it was always kind of rough to get those get those fans back i was one of them it it took him winning the the jennings award in 2013 and the cup for me to be like okay why does everyone hate crawford again
1: (laughs) yeah like i said i've always been an apologist i kind of liked him but he 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 does definitely have his quirks he uh he waves at the puck a lot, <laughs> weirdly with his glove. Um, and, you know, he does tend to give up and, and, you know, he will give up that one soft goal or he, he will uh, lose that shutout on that, you know, questionable goal every now and then. But I could feel his pain because I'm the same kind type of player. I, can, I do the same kind of thing. So sure. I kind of, I sympathize with him. But, you know, I could see how people can get frustrated with him. I've been frustrated with him you know i i don't want to, i didn't want to see him play the way he did in that first round it was awful, but you know what they i couldn't argue against pulling him because at that point in time the defense wasn't playing in front of him he wasn't doing much to bail them out either so it was just a
0: yeah that was a that was a fire up the team's ass move not a yeah the goalie has been bad move yeah
1: he he you know he was just he had a rough he had a rough couple of games but mm-hmm. whatever. leading up to that he was uh you know
0: he won the Jennings Award. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No,
1: I had people telling me that it, that that basically the reason the, that he got the Jennings was basically because Darling and Ranta were were carrying him. They
0: played like twenty games.
1: <laughs> I know that's what I said. They, collectively, they played like twenty four games.
0: Also, um, I mean. Number wise, Crawford had the sixth best save percentage in the league. Carey Price was number one at like nine thirty-five, and then Crawford was not that far behind at like nine twenty-four.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I, I got so tired of just fighting with the meatballs about it because they just wanted, they just oh, wanted a reason to hate
0: him. I just got that Derek. meatballs.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. Check your Twitter feed. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> Retweet it. that
1: awesome. baby.
0: I just retweeted it.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the smoke behind them. That's from the puck yeah. whizzing by him. That's what that is. <laughs> oh,
0: damn. <laughs> that's the fog machine letting everyone know the goal is <laughs>
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, god. I'm gonna, that's going to be in my nightmares because I hate that guy. Uh, sorry. all right. Let's wrap up this re- recap and then we'll get out of here. Um, let's see. Kane. Uh, Kane had the power play goal. He's basically surpassed all expectations after that injury. Uh, he's he must be some kind of fucking cyborg or something because.
2: I mean, I know how did he? I mean, he came back early, and I know Jason Zucker did too, and they've both been pretty good in this series. I know Zucker. <laughs> hasn't been, you know, hasn't scored much, but he's still been pretty decent.
1: And I expect, yeah, I expected Kane to be a little bit rusty, but he has not looked
0: rusty at all.
2: No, I think they gave Bionic uh, Shoulder, to be honest.
0: Taser Kane. What's that? Who's your cons mics at this point for the Hawks? I I gotta say Kane. Kane. I gotta say
1: Kane right now.
0: I agree. Scott
2: Darling.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um,. Let's see, Taves and Richards narrowly missed goals that would have iced the game. Uh, Richards uh, had one off the crossbar. Taves actually had one where he was he was coming through the crease and he almost uh, faked Dubnik out, but Dubnik was able to actually get a piece of it and uh, cover it up. But Taves would have had a wide-open net.
0: Sharp had one, too, where he faked out Dubnik, but on a pass from Tavo. Yeah. Yeah, so there were
1: a couple times where the Blackhawks could have really put it away, but they didn't. That's, you know, whatever. They won. Uh, Tracy Myers said something last night on Twitter, which basically she said the entire third period felt like a PK, which is actually an excellent description of the way that third period felt. The Blackhawks basically just...
2: I kind of feel like Quenville, like knowing Quenville and knowing his kind of MO, Mm -hmm. I feel like he probably was like, look, guys... We can play defense, we can sit back, and they're not going to give us very much, so let's just not take any risks and, and they I didn't. think that's what you saw
1: no yeah, they didn't There was someone who asked me they're like you know i'm not you know I'm not a hockey player, so I don't understand the game as much, but you know why are they just you know when when they've got a chance, they're just you know kind of dumping it deep, and I'm like, well, basically you know for for one, they've been stuck in their own zone for a long time, and they want to get a change, and for two, they just there was no reason for them to try and Take a chance where they were gonna get out of position and, you know, give the Wild any kind of room on the back end. They were just No, because
2: the Wilds weren't I mean, they were getting into our zone, but they were all of their shots were from the perimeter. I mean, so, they weren't even trying to get to the middle. And the yet. Blackhawks
1: I I think maybe one of the best games I've ever seen the Blackhawks play as far as blocking shots. They blocked yeah. a lot of shots and passes. They had everything you know uh,
2: yeah you would have thought michael Hansus was out there
1: <laughs> you you would have thought <laughs> duncan keith was shooting against him because usually he's shooting it in everyone's shin pads but even he's been pretty good with that lately yeah yeah so um let's see the pk was amazingly good uh they killed off what was it, three power plays uh
0: one uh, game though. just one yeah game.
1: exactly yeah, it's a, it's a one game
0: yeah, but no, i'm okay if if the
2: pk can be what it was early in the season I'm okay with the power play being shit because the power play was shit in 2013 too, but their PK was just so good oh, it didn't matter. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. their PK was lights out to start this season. I mean, great really for the greater part of this season, it yeah. was lights out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, the PK lazy is more penalty. important for sure because mm-hmm. you know you take a uh, you know a lazy penalty or something like that and it and it puts you down one nothing or whatever.
0: And at five versus five, the Hawks have been pretty dominant.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah, except for that third period where they basically just sat back and said, "Come get us."
0: Yeah, which annoys. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It, I love it and I hate it because you know, you are playing conservative. You're, you're, uh, you're not risking anything. But at the same time, it'd be so much easier to just like, oh, Patrick Kane on a breakaway, and if now it's two nothing, and now we can all really just take a step back. Yeah, but, it's,
1: it's not often you see the Blackhawks play like that, though. You know usually they'll still keep the pressure on. Uh, and, and see, this... I,
0: I hate that play, too, because, I mean, this happened last year in Game 2 in the, uh, against the Blues. It happened two years ago in 2013 against the Kings when they scored with, like, 13 seconds left. Um, Blues referring to last year when they scored, like, six seconds left to have the game go to OT, and then they yeah. lost it. T. But, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it's heartbreaking to see that stuff.
2: Yeah. I think, I think part of it is because the Minnesota Wild just, you know, the way they play – they they are clogging the neutral zone, and you just don't want to turn it over in the neutral zone. Yeah, and I think that was part of it too.
1: I someone said that they color. out. Yeah, someone said that they outwilded the wild, and <laughs> they yeah. kind of did.
0: Well, I was going to say I, I did find it funny that you know when they finally did when you know two minutes was in and they finally did pull Dubnik for the empty net. Like then they could not get the puck in the zone to save their life. And the Blackhawks
1: missed like three chances. <laughs> I know. They had like three solid chances to to get that empty netter.
0: Seconds left, they offside. Parise off was offsides, and then they lost the draw and game over. <laughs> yep, yep,
1: yep, yep. Uh, let's see, uh, Matt Cook. Uh, I think we're starting to see him, him bubbling up to the top of of the toilet. <laughs> um, yeah, he can
2: do whatever he wants as long as he doesn't hurt somebody. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think we may yeah. see some some Matt Cook ass hattery in this next game, especially if the Blackhawks get up early. Um, Spurgeon went knee to knee with uh, Bickle. Luckily, no no uh, no harm was done. But uh, I said during the time, if you're going to go for the hip check, commit to the hip check. Don't give this half ass hip check where you just get your leg in there and hit someone's knee. I mean,
2: it, oh you know. yeah, I mean that that thing made me cringe because. That was essentially the same play that ended my high school hockey career. Yeah, (laughs) shredded my knee. So yeah, no,
1: (laughs) that was not pretty. I mean, if you're gonna, like you said, if you're gonna take that hip check, take him. Just go, you know, bury him into the boards if you're gonna do it. Don't don't give this half ass shit. So, what's that?
0: That's what scares me about Matt Cook, though. Yeah, I know it was Spurgeon who did it, but. Cook, man, he's got the he's got the rep to do stuff like that.
1: He's got a little carcello in him still. Even though he's been better.
0: I mean he's no but but he's like legit been suspended for knee to knee contact.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's all we need is him to shred, you know, god knock on wood caves or cane or someone.
0: Yeah, that's that's the only I want him to shut him out and be done, but I don't want him I mean, they're not the blues, so they're not they're not gonna blues it up at the end of the game and start trying to just throw elbows, but but still, I mean, we got dirty players that are going to be dirty when they're losing. So,
1: yeah, if they can get up early and just throw Andrew Shaw out there and Andrew Desjardins and yeah, to just you know annoy Matt Cook and keep him off, you know, keep him off everyone else, that would be fine by me.
0: Mm-hmm, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it's so easy. I mean, why don't they just do that? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. See, the Hawks are still getting away with their five man. De- uh, their defensive rotation, which defies logic. Uh, Bickle was miraculously only credited with five hits. Imagine that. He wasn't at home. And then, I mean, uh, I
2: don't have so much of a problem with the five-man rotation because that's what they've always done. I mean, 2010, <laughs> 2013, they always had, like, a five-man rotation because Nick Letty was always the odd man out. Yeah,
1: yeah but I think, still think Letty got more more time than, you know, like teaming in their ro- yeah.
2: Well, I think, Ti- think Tiemanen would have more time if he could actually look like he could keep up.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't look like he can keep up. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I, I think Tiemanen's been worse than Roosevelt as much as I don't like Roosevelt. I, I just yeah. haven't seen much
1: out of and I, I, I don't know that I've seen him. The only thing that I've seen out of him is that he looks slow. Other than that, I mean, he's made a couple decent passes. He's been okay, but he does look really slow.
2: Yeah, he. I mean, he's always smart when he's out there. Like when he's out there, and you know, he'll make a pinch that's really smart, or he'll make a smart play. But the problem is, is he can only play like eight, nine minutes a night. That's yeah. Ew.
0: If we're lucky. Yeah. yeah, that's one period of hockey for Duncan Keith.
1: Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess we're gonna see. I mean, we'll see tomorrow what happens with. Uh, I mean, I got to think Minnesota's a better team than than getting swept but the way they the, the way they look so down and the way their fans we just beat their fans down there's uh, two reasons
0: oh that.
2: i love i love that image that picture that's that capture where uh, kane is celebrating his goal and like all the all the wild fans behind him just look so distraught <laughs> that is
0: beautiful a murder scene.
1: <laughs> there was one like that. Yeah. There was one like that of the Blues game uh, last year where Tave scored in. Uh, was it not? Was it last year? Where Tave scored in overtime or two years ago. And uh, you could see all the people, in the, you know, all the Blues fans in the crowd. Just, just one guy's got his, like, head in his hands.
0: <laughs> that one was awesome.
1: <laughs> I love that picture.
0: No, but there's two reasons why I want them to, to just end it tomorrow night. Is well, The obvious one being. Give everyone rest, you know, and really need it, um, some time off. But the other one is to just see the Hawks sweep a team that beat the Blues in the first round.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be <laughs> so That'd much be nicer. Yeah, that would be really nice to be able to rub that in, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we talked about the goalie chance already when I had that in the notes, but we kind of talked about that already, so... That pretty much does it for all of our recaps and all of our uh, news, which I'm surprised went as long as we have, but you know whatever
0: hey man i I'm, <laughs> I'm limited to three to five minute videos in my four feathers, so I yeah
1: no kidding <laughs> and we do we do two hour you know shoutcasts every other week, but actually we've been doing some like every week too, so we may do another one next week, so I don't know Tube-ness. yeah. We, we, depending on what happens if there's not if there's not a lot that happens we may not do anything next week i don't know we'll see what happens
2: can we talk about how small mike Yo's nose is <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody just randomly said that to to lazarus on twitter and then i saw it and i couldn't that's the only thing i can see now is just his <laughs> tiny little nose it's ridiculous
1: <laughs>
0: His tiny little nose, man. When 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 Pierre interviews Yo, I just like it, it looks like a a really bad version of uh, of Parent Trap. Like it just doesn't work. Like they grew <laughs> up and they're they're like, oh wait, maybe we're brothers long lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's so creepy. They just look like identical twins. And,
1: and being a bald guy that I am, uh, I gotta say that. That's too much bald. <laughs> there's, there's too much gonna, shine was, coming off those hats. I was gonna say
2: you'd fit right in there with Mike Yo and uh, and Pierre.
1: Yeah, it'd be like the Three Stooges.
2: <laughs> and then we could throw uh, we could throw Patrick's brother or uh, Pat's brother in there.
1: Yeah, who looks like Mike Yo. <laughs> yeah, he
2: does.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a oh, my god, that's a murderer's <laughs> row of bald guys right there.
0: If anyone to look like in hockey <laughs> I think Yo would be one of the last
1: just seeing Pierre and Yo out there together makes me want to be able to roll my hair back <laughs>
0: I wonder
2: how much uh, I, want, I wonder how much like uh, head shine they go through collectively
1: you know you don't you're not a bald guy so you don't understand but it, it just comes natural
2: I'll be there eventually yeah, yeah. I'm, I never will I'm, my grandpa's I'm like 20, 74 I'm, full head of hair I'm I'm twenty six and I'm starting I'm starting to thin out, so I started sketchy.
1: I always said that oh. as soon as it started to thin out I was shaving bald. My twenty fourth birthday there was a picture of me looking down at the cake and I could see where it was thinning out and shortly thereafter is when I started shaving it. And I've been shaving it ever since, so I
0: had a professor <laughs> in uh college, he uh he always shaved a ball and he was like I mean he's in his sixties, shaves a ball and I mean he looks like you know, he looks like a healthy he looks like he's maybe in his forties, fifties. I saw a picture of him from like ten years earlier, where he was in his forties or fifties, and he had like the horseshoe. Yeah, and he looked like a seven-year-old man. I was like, dude, you are you great choice. Yeah, keep it shaved. Yeah, that's <laughs> the that's the
1: thing that. to do nowadays. Is as long as it starts thinning out, just, just let go, let it go. Yeah, don't look
0: like Ryan Getzlaff.
1: Or, or yeah, right. Or, or did you see Mark McNeil before he started shaving his head? <laughs> Holy shit, that guy I mean he was like twenty years old and his hair was going quick.
0: He looked like Trevor from GTA five.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he he looked he looked terrible. I'm so glad but he, he actually almost looks just as frightening with it shaved now. He looks like a criminal.
0: He looks scary like I when I uploaded him in nine fifteen, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, is he supposed to be like twenty four? Yeah. He does yeah, look he's cribbing. so he's like it's
2: so weird to see somebody so bald that is so young yeah like it's weird
1: yeah <laughs> it is very weird and you know what uh, patrick Kane's not gonna he's hanging <laughs> on to it but I think it'll be around much longer man he's
0: patrick no he's getting a little
1: thin up on the top there he's uh I think
0: that's just helmet <laughs> hair.
1: I'm, I'm you, <laughs> you know. can oh uh, his
2: hairline is receding like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know the feels though, because mine's starting to
0: recede and yeah, well. it makes me sad. I hope it's still super thick in the back and next year he's just like completely bald on top but it's got the <laughs> mullet coming out of it. The, the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh my god, that was epic.
1: And he just owns the league with a skull. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i want him to like grow it out to like Zeus back in like the early 2000s oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: down to the middle of his back it covers his whole nameplate yeah
0: <laughs> he's still scoring like seven goals in a series
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh what's his name uh Mike Milbury could still be pissed off with his celebration.
0: So, yeah. oh my god, I like to get over it.
1: Hands in the <laughs> air, whatever the hell that is. Like, who
2: wouldn't want to see like Mike Milbury coaching with like
0: the Blues? or not
2: coaching but GMing the Blues or like with oh. uh, like Randy Carlyle as the coach. Like that would just be
1: oh god. Or Barry Melrose. My yes, Barry wish. Melrose.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna know how Barry Melrose feels about his uh Corey Crawford is
0: Achilles heel. And he immediately shuts him out like, the yeah. next day.
1: Yeah, beautiful.
0: <laughs> and that's a uh, short side note on ESPN, I, I don't watch it a lot, but it's this is what happens when you have one guy covering the entire league. Like in the NBA, they've got, like, that Brian Windstrom guy or whatever his name is covering, like, every sneeze LeBron James makes. Damn. And then you've got reporters for every other team. But, like, for the NHL, it's just, hey, Barry Melrose, what do you happen to know? Hey, <laughs> that we're yeah,
2: it, I mean, just before he made the Crawford comments, he said how – he was talking about how well the Blackhawks played against the Predators. And I'm like, did you even
0: watch that series? <laughs> Oh they won, so that means they played well, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, they went down hockey. they
1: went down three nothing in two of the games and ended up winning. That was not playing all that well for the entire game. They got lucky they came back.
0: They lost six two in the second game. They gave up four goals in like three minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was not a good series. So Alright, let's wrap this up. Uh so wrapping up. You know where to find me, Puck and Hustle, on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, You can find my cohort who isn't with us tonight, Patrick underscore Stankis on the Twitters, our photoshop and trolling guru, Derek Harms, at Harms underscore Derek on Twitter. Uh, If you get a chance, rate and review us over on iTunes. I know it's uh, not easy to do, but if you get a chance to go run over there and do that, please do. Uh, Shout-outs to the Committed Indian, Forklift CT, and the guys at Hockey Night, Chris Black at uh, Third Man In, Puck Chatter Radio. Cheer the anthem, guys. Keith and the crew at Black Hawk Up. Greg Boyson and the crew at Let's Go Mike Figueroa at Fig Sig Arts. And my boy Jersey John at Black and Tan Sports. And of course, our guest tonight, Jim Kress from CityOnTheTake.com. Uh, and that is Jim KRE SS Jr. on the Twitters. Um. You got anything you want to? Anything more you want to pimp out there, Jim?
0: No, I was just gonna say, um, always. I mean, I always put it up on the site and on uh, my own individual Twitter. But check out the Four Feathers videos. Also, I mean, we cover we cover Cubs, Blackhawks, Bulls, um, White Sox. We got it all. NCAA coverage, uh, NBA draft coverage. So, um, I, sorry, this is going on a little long, but no, no. no. Just Good. recently, um, the guy who runs the site um, just got a chance to interview a lot of the guy. He got NFL draft, um, NFL draft coverage, and he got to interview like Roger Goodell and George McCaskey. Oh, that's so cool. So, in their short, little two-minute videos, if you guys want to check them out, uh, just cityonthetake.com. take dot com. That's it.
1: Yeah, honestly, I didn't uh, before. Our, you know, we started corresponding with you. I didn't know about that site, so I'm kind of it's, glad we started it, it, corresponding. You, I checked it out. I actually, the the videos are really cool. Uh, that's something that, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm not going to say ne- necessarily in the Stevie Dangle type of thing, but it's, it, you know, the quick clips and how you use the f- the feathers for, you know, pointing out the good points and the bad points. It's kind of how I, we do our recaps, which is we do the good, the bad, and the ugly. So it's kind of sort of the the same sort of type of thing that you do, but you do it, you know, in a, a little different fashion than we do it, which is really kind of cool. It's, you know, unique. So uh, Yeah, if
2: you're lazy, you don't have to read, now.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, honestly, it would be easier if I could just do the videos, <laughs> not have to write up or, a goddamn recap. But uh,
0: <laughs> that's why I started the videos.
1: Yeah, no, actually, they're really they're they're I good recaps. So, yeah, they. Uh, I know the older ones are on YouTube. I think the newer ones you guys are putting them on a, a different platform. So
0: yeah, it's something to correspond with Facebook, so we get auto plays on Facebook.
1: Right. I got gotcha. you. Cool. Awesome, man. Uh, Derek, you got anything you want to shout out? Um,
0: yeah. Um, if you guys have a
2: girlfriend or you are a girl that likes hockey, uh, check out fan com. Um, right now they're doing, uh, f- hockey themed tights that kind of match the pants of the, of the Blackhawks. And recently I just helped them out. We're going, they're going to start offering pants for all 30 teams. Oh yeah. So that's, that's, that's a good call.
1: Cool. Yeah, that is a good call. Yeah. I, I correspond with her sometimes in, uh, They have, uh, yeah, the pants, they look, they basically look like the pants and socks of the Blackhawks or whatever team They kind of match uh, that that same.
2: Yeah. So if, you know, you've got a girlfriend that likes hockey, you know, or you got a Kings fan that you just broke up with, you know, (laughs) what better way to say goodbye than with a pair of Kings, you know, fan type.
1: Or we don't, we don't want to leave out the girls that actually play hockey too. It doesn't have to be that a girlfriend. It just um, I know. girls that play hockey because we do true. know a lot of those.
2: I think, I think eventually we may be able to do like custom, custom stuff for like girls' hockey teams too.
0: So
1: yeah, that'd be cool. That's a good call. I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Don't forget wives too. Wives, <laughs> yeah, girlfriends. Wives. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't want. I don't want
1: to get too insulting on that, but yeah, girlfriends with it's wives.
0: Cool. These are pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Or um, if you've
2: got a buddy that likes wearing tights, go right ahead. (laughs)
1: You You got, you caught me, man. My girlish (laughs) figure.
0: (laughs) I'm more of a (laughs) pair.
1: Awesome. All right, guys. So uh, we'll wrap this up, and uh, we'll see you guys later. So thanks everyone for listening and supporting. Good night, and don't be meathead.
2: Next time we jump back fucking
1: through, please come out, support it, buy the fucking new record, bolt your display of power, you gotta do it, man! And until that fucking time, god
2: damn it with a crowd voice from head!